welcome back to yet another episode of Snooze and Booze. Welcome back, everybody. Good to see you again. Once again, I am Steve, and I'm joined by my co-host. Hello. And today we have a special guest, a uh, returning guest, and this is... Jackie. Jackie, if you wouldn't mind... Um, Sorry. Speaking into the mic a little bit. Uh, Jackie, what are you drinking today? Um, vodka and orange juice. Mm, what kind of vodka are you? Uh, new Amsterdam. Oh, okay. Is that your uh, favorite city in the world? No. No? Okay. What's your favorite city in the world? The old one. I don't know. Yeah, Mine. old Amsterdam, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lo, what do you got today? Let's see. I got some Andre Champagne. Ooh. Some Brut Champagne. Is that very dry? <laughs> is that that cheap 7-Eleven shit? Yes, it is. <laughs> best kind. Uh, and I got Modelo today. I'm bearing it like always, yeah. Uh, excuse me. I have to burp for a second. Jackie, welcome back. Uh, you wanted to come on today's episode, uh, and we and we ha- had our uh, original uh, guest um, cancel on us late last minute. So you know this was kind of serendipitous. But how come you wanted to come on today? Just I felt just like drinking for free, to or what? Out with you. Just felt like drinking for free, or yeah. right? <laughs> yes. You look high as shit, by the yeah, way. I'm just thinking. <laughs> you guys are horrible. <laughs> what the? It's my face all the time. <laughs> Not all the time. You literally just told me you smoked that before you came, so don't even try to. I'm a... Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Behind the curtain type thing, you know. Uh, what's gonna call it? That was actually one of the top topics I wanted to um, bring up and talk with, like the legalization of marijuana. How do you guys mm. feel about where this country's headed in, in that kind of sense? I think it should have happened a long time ago. Man, preach, brother. You know, yeah, you know, ever since Reefer Madness messed it all up. You know, that's a great, great documentary. That's a great, great, great film that gives you kind of like the. Uh, um, it's just really the behind the scenes on that whole what it, America was thinking back then. In a very subjective sense. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. How about you, babe? I don't know. Um, should I think it should? Do I think it should be legalized? Mm-hmm. As a, as a, I wouldn't say pothead, but as a, a common smoker yourself. Actually, out of all three of us, you, 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 sm- we don't really smoke too much, but you do. Oh, dang. Just put me on blast. <laughs> <laughs> um, big deal? I guess. The, um, I mean, we're both, I'm pro for it. I mean, yeah. I, I'm all about no it. No judgment. You know? I actually would prefer if everybody um, smoked weed than drank, you know? I just think it's so much more better, you know, mm-hmm. in the long run, but. I know, I know. Blasphemy, right? Snooze and booze, <laughs> not wake and bake. But no. yeah. I guess just the way I think about it, because we have the kids, and I wouldn't want them like walking down the street, and they're like walking into a big cloud of it mm. and stuff. Like just in that sense. So you're you're but, more against it? No, see, I don't. Mm, no, and yes. I mean, you're coming off this hypocritical shit right now. No, because. <laughs> I, I would know. prefer our kids smoking weed than drinking, to be honest with you. Oh, I don't if you're like, like a, <laughs> I'm looking at it as a lesser of two evils type thing. Right, right. You know, and you and you don't agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't want them doing either one. Yeah, I, I mean, really come on, you know, to be well, the way like the 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 way we do it with our kids, like the subtle hints I'm giving. Is like, uh, oh, normally you, you, nobody should be even altering their mind until they're at least in their mid twenties because your mind's not fully developed until then. Right. You know, and and that's kind of the, the hints I'm I'm throwing just uh, subtly. I know for specifically for Gwen, uh, the way she feels about the mind, like I, I know she doesn't want to do anything to alter it. She wants to be as smart as possible. That's her mentality, and that's a great mentality to have. And and it's kind of like putting the fear of 
it's almost a fear of stupidity putting into her, you know, like, mm. oh shit, like I don't want to do anything to make myself dumber, you know what I mean? I want right. to be as smart as I can be. And I've, and, and that's kind of like the impression I've left subconsciously, obviously, because I, you know, I've been saying stuff like, just like, just out of regular conversations, not, not me, we're, we're watching a movie and we're watching a show. And obviously, like, marijuana is very prominent in today's culture. Mm-hmm. And I'll just be dropping it. Like, oh, yeah. Like, uh, and I, I, like I said, like, uh, Kevin Smith, Joe Rogan, or Seth Rogan, um, uh, all those three guys, uh, they didn't start smoking weed till their late 20s. So, uh, Kevin Smith in his er, almost 40, late 30s. And oh, same okay. thing with Joe Rogan. He was, like, 37, 38 when he finally started smoking weed. Oh, okay. And those two guys are the, some of the biggest ones for the pro-marijuana thing, you know, now. Mm-hmm. Now that they're in their mid-40s. And these and I was I remember just having a conversation. Oh yeah, I was hearing the podcast. They were both talking about how they didn't come into the whole weed thing till way later in life because they thought it was super evil. And part of that has to do with um, their their brains are fully developed by the time they're altering their minds, mm-hmm. and they have a whole different perspective on it now. You know what I mean? And it, it and it's important as opposed to the guy who's a, a teenager who's a burnout. Right. From very early on. And then you get that negative stereotype of everybody who smokes weeds is a lazy fucking bum type of bullshit. Right. Which is just a bad stereotype to have. But that comes from the people that start when they're teenagers, start super young, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's, uh, that's what I was kind of, it's kind of like implying like, yeah, if you're going to do it, you should wait till you're an adult and your mind is fully developed. So you're very articulate, you know, that whole thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, I, that's actually the way I feel about today's generation in general. Like anybody who wants to do it, I absolutely agree. Please do it. I'd rather you guys do that than be drinking. Uh, but not till your mind is fully developed. Because I just don't want you guys to be, to diminishing your own head, to diminishing your own mind. You know? Right. Like, let's, let's, why wouldn't everybody want to be as smart as they possibly can be? You know, that kind of thing. But I mean, you're not, don't really, you know, have that realization. You know, not everybody does. Oh, nobody does. You know? Because no one's teaching, because no one's, no, <laughs> there's no 10 year olds listening to podcasting, you know what I mean? <laughs> For the most part, at least. You know? Right, right. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, I'm sorry. What were you gonna say, babe? Nothing. No. <laughs> Jump no. in anytime. Uh, just how, how do you feel about um, like I mentioned about today's culture where it's portraying portraying these rhinos, huh? <laughs> uh, but today's culture portraying those kind of things like just right up front. Uh, what kind of things? Kind of like in a positive way, like drinking and smoking weed, like in a funny way where it's not necessarily criminalized anymore. Or it's not made to look in a negative fashion. It's just kind of goofy now. Smoking, smoking. Yeah, <laughs> kind of goofy now. Right. Um. Kind of like, you know, give it some levity. You know, not you know, uh, like this. You know, monster coming attack you. Big bad drugs are gonna. Yeah. What was actually? I think the, the satire in the, those commercials from Harold and Kumar. Go to White Castle. One is like, I'm, I'm so, so high. high. <laughs> he fucking blows himself. <laughs> yeah, you, that's that. Would literally was like in the '80s. Dude, remember Saved by the Bell had an anti-drugging commercial? There's no hope with dope. dope. <laughs> Where the dude is literally like, all I was was a joint, but they're making it seem like you're throwing your life away. Right, you right. Know, oh no, it's like that. That's literally was in the early, not that long ago. What, 15, 20 years ago? Where it was demonized, where every every drug was demonized because it was so like, oh my god, I can't believe you're doing this, or or that's the gateway to a to a low life life, you know that kind of thing, you know. It'll lead to like cocaine and yeah, and it was really big in the eighties. Yeah, know? but even that now, cocaine's not even that. It, it, I remember that used to be such a bad like you're strung out, man. You're, it's not that big a deal really in reality. <laughs> you know what you think so? No, I don't. You just look funny right now. Oh, thanks, thanks, babe. Actually, how do you like our uh, 
our produ- our fifty dollar increase in production value. <laughs> Looks good. <laughs> Looks like it's more legitimate, right? Yes. You don't get mad at me when I go podcasting now, right? Podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just, uh, Jackie would get mad at me because we'd be podcasting like two, three times a week. Not really, but like sometimes, yeah. like in, in more recently, when like uh, oh, we do like two episodes in like two, three weeks, whatever. You're just going over there and get drunk. I'm like, no, I'm podcasting. This is my job. This is my my future job, man. I, God willing, this is where it's going to put bread on the table uh, one day, you know? One day. Yeah, that kind of thing. But now, the production, we got a little bit nicer I mics. You now. We yeah. got a nicer mics, got the headphones, we got the good champagne, not the 7-Eleven shit, you know? <laughs> We're all good. <laughs> uh, call it? Uh, yeah, so back to it. Like the demon. I think it's, it's good that you're no longer demonizing something that doesn't need to be it has a bad uh, drugs in general have recreational drugs in general have a bad stereotype from the 30s 40s and 50s and so on and it's kind of like it's been passed on to generation after generation and now we're finally getting to be like okay look if you're you know bad shit happens no matter what drinking and driving part you know is happens no matter what mm-hmm. you, uh not no matter what but it whether it depends on the person you are not necessarily on the drug or specifically that you're choosing to to partake in you know, uh, so if you're going to be an, a dumbass and you're going to go, you know, you're going to overdose on something, that's because that's the kind of person you are. It has nothing to do with that drug specifically. You know, if, if you're going to have a because it's I mean, no one wants to admit it, but there's plenty of functional alcoholics. There's plenty of functional people who do coke on the weekends or plenty of functional people that, who do whatever they do recreationally just to have fun and right. have a good time. And nothing. There's no negative effects of it other than having a good time. It's something to it's all it's they're all mind altering states. You know, and there's and it's not you're looking at something like it's like it's evil. What they got it's throws or it's a gorilla that's you know wrestling with you and you can't get let go. Right, right. It's not it's not that at all. It's a, it's a mind altering state to have to help you loosen up to have your good time. Whatever the recreation happens to be, some of them, some of the hallucinogens, which I don't even consider recreational. Those are considered therapy. A lot of the shrooms, a lot of the uh, LSD, a lot of the like those, uh, ayahuasca, DMT, mm-hmm. all those things. I consider those therapy. I don't even consider those recreational drugs. Those are gonna alter your mind in a sense where you're gonna have a brand new perspective on life for the better but anyways but you, you throw those in there like pe- th- these are things that are helping you become a better person with the hallucinogens i'm talking about mm-hmm. everything else is just something that you have helping you have a good time you know that i don't want to demonize this bullshit anything that and if you're going to be that kind of person that takes these things to an extreme and then you're going to go down a bad road that's just because you were you're you're raised wrong i mean like your guys your parents didn't teach you how to moderate it, you're you're the it, whatever your medium is. You're the same dude that's gonna eat four cheeseburgers in one day because you because you're gonna t- you know and then become a, a a sugar problem, become a, a fast food problem, become an obesity becomes a problem. Whatever it is, you're take you're that kind of person that's gonna take it to an extreme. Now you're using drugs, you're using food, you're using alcohol, whatever it is your medium. But that's because you're the per- you're the problem, not necessarily the items that you're choosing to. Right. That kind of thing. That's how I feel about that stuff. Just uh, escapism. Everybody has their vice. You know? a- you're absolutely right. Escapism. That's exactly what it is, you know. Mm. But went a little rant there for a little bit. I'm sweating. No, I <laughs> Anybody else want to jump in and have a different point of view? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can look at, you know, certain drugs and think, like, oh, that's illegal. They're going to ruin your life. But, I mean, there's, like, lots of everyday things, you know, that people used to, like, you know, deal with their problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go to, like, CVS and you know, hit the mother load, you know, with whatever, you know, can get your hands on. They just, need a prescription. they just said the statistic that more people are overdi- or overdosing on uh, or getting strung out on prescribed drugs than they are on recreational drugs. Hmm. That just came out because that's a huge problem that's going on right now. You know, ob- the obvious is Prozac and, you know, uh, you know um, 
whatever they make the uh, oxys on um oxycontin oh, yeah okay. you know like just prescribed drugs in general mm-hmm. that antidepressants that there people are getting really strung out on those or really people are obviously taking advantage of, i mean that's a huge huge issue with with white america for the most part but yeah i mean because that's where that goes to but i mean i mean that that's more that's more of an you know no one's talking about that issue why aren't why aren't we why aren't we talking about people taking pill overdoing pills and shit like that why is this one getting demonized I'll tell you what, it's because that's the poor, these are the poor drugs. These are the drugs that you're going to find in the ghettos or in the bad neighborhoods of the mm-hmm. country, not the other ones. The other ones you're going to find in the fucking bathroom mirror behind someone who's uh, in a suburban neighborhood. Right. And that's why that's not getting demonized. That's why that's not getting talked about, you know? Mm. It's, know. <clears throat> uh, Some years back, uh, a friend of mine told me that he had, like, some friends that used to be ravers back then. Yeah. They said that they would, you know, go to raves, they would roll, do ecstasy, yeah. whatever. And, um, like, uh, there's, like, a crash, you know. Once, like, you come down from your high, there's this, like, really bad crash, and you get, like, super depressed. Yeah. So they said, you know, before the onset, that they would take Prozac to offset that from the ecstasy, the effect. And it's just from one thing to another? Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, um, that was, like, one of the... Like, I don't even know how that was possible. Like, how'd you even, like, think of that? But it made sense. But then I wonder, like, what's the... Like, how do you counteract that from that that makes any sense um <laughs> like it should be with your you should be surrounded with better people <laughs> uh, you know that i think that's one one of the ways you know but i mean even like to like come up with something like that it's actually kind of genius not that i'm condoning it like to each their own <laughs> yeah but it, you know thinking about it, it's like man that makes a lot of sense it reminds me of that simpsons episode when homer was a trucker <laughs> you know what i'm talking about oh where he's like taking sleeping pills and <laughs> yeah, then he's taking with, the caffeine pills? exactly <laughs> Uh, I would imagine. I don't know. Just ups because, and downs, ups and downs. Because there's yeah. even there's lots of side effects. Uh, you know, antidepressants as well. Yeah. But you mix that with you know ecstasy or whatever kind, because it's not all good stuff. Sometimes it's just junk that people throw together. You know. Yeah, I mean, that you know, well, that's one thing too. That's a huge thing. Uneducated people who are uneducated who are just taking these cocktails of things that don't know how this drug's gonna react with this drug with that's gonna react that and that's mm-hmm. probably more, that's probably to be honest more some more, more major problems that why people are ODing on these prescription pills because they don't know how the chemicals counteract within each other once they're all taken at once mm-hmm. and I mean it tells you right on there don't take this with this don't take this with that you don't take this by on its own don't mix with this alcohol obviously mm-hmm. you know I mean it tells you right there but most people fucking dumbasses you know or you're they not don't care yeah. or they don't care or they have and for the most part if you're depressed you have that not care uh, mentality that's what the whole point of being depressed is you don't you kind of gave up on on on, on caring uh, apathy a- apath- apathetic absolutely right you know uh synonymous with sloth what are we oh, talking about right. seven <laughs> oh we'll get to that we'll get yeah. to oh that. absolutely man uh baby any your any thoughts on any kind of this subject that we're rambling on Thanks for coming on. I want to appreciate it. I told you I just came to hang out with you. (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, well, almost old school episode. Yeah. Thanks for the filler. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) She's high as shit, folks. I'm sorry. Uh, Whatchamacallit? Um, uh, I love anything came up with you during the week. Anything cool? Oh, shit, man. I I thought I was going to bring this up at the top of the episode. Uh, Jackie's mad at you. You took her, you went to that festival of chaos. Chaos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, how was that? First of all, like it, it was every cool band from like ten years ago, it right? It wasn't that good. No, 
<laughs> how'd you how'd you how did how did it go uh, it was pretty awesome man oh it was yeah, awesome yeah it was, it was like uh all the cool bands from like 10 years ago or something yeah like? yeah um uh jimmy world's headline they uh-huh. used a dashboard confessional oh all right it, surprisingly it's like they all got better yeah yeah Anybody? i i i i'll comment on that but go ahead and keep going because i i have something for that but actually she oh, told because okay. i remember she told me like oh when you posted a picture or something that like oh like, god damn it no fun with those traders or some shit like he was supposed to take me boop de boop or something like that and i was like i don't what i don't know for the <laughs> record i mentioned it more than once yeah. at different times that's what he loves that loves that he told you about it and you're like yeah just let me know whatever it just, it just i'll go through my text it just creeped up on you text. i guess but, like, I'm not going to keep hassling people. Like, I'll remind them, and then maybe I'll throw it out there again. And, you know, so many people come. the phone call. I totally forgot until Steve was like, oh, yeah, he's going to the concert. And I was like, oh, I'm like, not the concert. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I brought it up. And it was even before. It was, like, at least a week to go. At least. When? The last time I remember was when we were at that one bar. One bar? Which one? Yeah, the um, the bottoms up whatever that oh the hawaiian room yeah Mm, that's right yeah that was a while back yeah or maybe i brought it up but you were too wasted (laughs) no her (laughs) never (laughs) um (laughs) what's gonna call it uh so it was pretty fun like you got to see all those cool uh, bands oh yeah yeah definitely like she told she asked me about it but (laughs) i remember when she asked me like oh look let's check this out Look at all these bands playing. I remember telling him, like, I have zero interest in seeing any of those bands. <laughs> like, I'm good. Uh, you go with Lovey or something, you know, you're, you'll be straight. Uh, she's like, oh, yeah. But uh, it was pretty fun. You guys to see everybody you wanted to see? Oh, uh, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. How was the weather? It was, oh, man. Like, if every concert could be like that, yeah. like, if every festival, like, all-day concert could be like that, it would be perfect. I mean, it had been calming down. Like, it had, you know, we're in October. We're in freaking Southern California. And... Up until today, when the heat has just come back, and it, uh, hopefully it's just like a, maybe just today, if not the weekend, you know. But yeah, yeah. But we're supposed to be heading into the winter already, you know. Come on, come on, goddamn Al Gore, you know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was so excited when it was cold for like that half day or whatever. Yeah. Yes. And the, we had an overcast. I wear my boots. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, actually, what I was gonna mention to you about how the, you know they said they got better. Uh-huh. Uh, I went to see Van Halen uh, last last night. Oh Monday. yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's it Thanks to uh, shout out to my little sister Becky. Actually, no, Becky. not a shout out because uh, she didn't even think I'm like. Oh, do you <laughs> like Van Halen? And I'm like, oh, that's like only one of my fucking favorite bands of all time. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, so shout out to Eric who actually gave me the call <laughs> and actually offered me the tickets. Um, you know who you are out there. Anyways, um, so I had that whole mentality because I went into the concert thinking like, oh man, like you know, like um, this is this is a band I idolize. You know how you know with when you see fights with uh, someone who should have retired a long time ago, you love them, uh-huh. but you know you're thinking like, man, I don't want to see you get beat up. You know, like it's gonna it's it's almost sad. That's how that's how I am. Like well, I'm a big MMA fan, and when I see someone who's like, man, they should have retired. They, I I I in my head they're a legend, and they have all these you know fucking highlight reels. And then I see them, and they just look old, and they're getting beat the fuck up. I was like, oh, man. I had that mentality going into seeing Van Halen because I was just like, man, I just, you know, they sound so cool in my head. In the band, this is one of the, Eddie Van Halen, one of the best guitarists of all times. And, you know, we're, we're guitarists. We have, you know, these idols that we hold up on a pedestal. Oh, right, right. We hold these people on a pedestal. And like, Michelle oh, Branch. Yeah. Oh, you know it, man. Yeah, Vanessa, Hutt, Vanessa, what's her face? Carlton, yeah. Vanessa, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> But like I had like, oh my god! It took me like fucking two weeks to learn how for teacher. This this <laughs> how this is how important this guy is to me. You know that, 
and and I go in there like, man, it's, it's going to be old, it's going to be sloppy, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They have they what they sounded like, which I didn't put it into my head, was a band or like like musicians that had been playing for forty years, masters of their craft, uh-huh. and it was so crisp and so clean. It was um, there's parts where I almost wanted to cry, and it's not because the song was what was teary for or emotional. It was because like. These guys are really at the best. That's the pinnacle of a musicianship. Hmm. Someone who's been who someone who's been playing their entire lives to dedicate themselves to an art or to a specific instrument, and they're you can't get any better than that. They're playing perfectly, and it was beautiful to see. It was almost like an orchestra or like an op or like a like a like like, like it's no bullshit. It's almost like seeing Beethoven or Mozart up there hmm. conducting or up there fucking playing. Because it was just masterful. It was seeing someone who's masterful, masterful at their craft, mm-hmm. playing as perfect as you can see live for you. It was amazing. He did Eruption, by the way, oh. and it was, ugh, it was a version of that. I I, I was in awe. Oh, it, 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 it was just um, it was amazing and it was inspiring. That's the best way I could put it. Like someone who's like I said, you know, I was in, you know, I used to play for years and it was a pat, you know, it was a passion of mine. But at the same time, like and you know, I move on from things real easily. Like I kind of moved on from music where it's uh, yeah I'm, 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 I have my foothold in it but I'm not as interested in it. that relit my inspiration like man like, it made me want to pick up a guitar right there and start practicing you know what I mean that, that's yeah, how that's yeah. how inspiring the band was to play to, to see someone to see a band that's been playing for shit man what fucking thirty years forty years almost you know that kind of thing you know they they started in the late seventies so you know yeah, forty years yeah so it's just it's to see something that's only gotten perfect for, it was it was beautiful beautiful to watch and it's kind of like what you said like damn they got better you know that kind yeah, of thing. yeah 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 it, it seemed like that it was me. the same thing you know mm-hmm. like oh man they're probably all like yeah playing let's play for the money let's play for the money. no but it's still but it's there. like oh wow the fire is still there right yeah, yeah it's like yeah. still got it. Absolutely, yeah, that's fun. Who <laughs> showed your chits? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Yeah, me too. No, that's yeah. pretty funny. It also made me feel like it was so funny because we were right next to these old ass ladies. <laughs> they had to be in their what sixties, seventies? No, like sixties, no. right? <laughs> one was like younger than the other one. But, but by yeah, saying like that, 50s, like fifties to sixties, yeah. <laughs> that's the comparison. But they were smoking like uh, weed or whatever. But they were doing it like. Um, like so blatantly disregarding everybody else's and not necessarily like the whole like blowing smoke around the air because it was around and that's not a big deal right but then, there's this one girl where literally her ashes were falling on some of the dudes like in front of her and I was like holy shit lady like I was fucking I fucking cold drill about it you know like, I don't know it was just pretty funny though well I mean she was I she was nice and polite, and she offered. She was like, "Does anyone no, no, no. want to hit this?" I know, but she was just like, I didn't want to say inconsiderate. She was considerate, but she was just like so sloppy about it. You know, like holy shit, like, it was pretty funny. It's the by the way, I, did, I only drank like four beers. The most fun I've ever had sober. The really? most fun. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Just uh, like I said, you know, singing along with every song, that kind of thing. It was pretty cool. Uh, so once again, thanks to Eric for that, for that, for, for hooking me up with those tickets. Slash Becky. Hashtag Becky. Yeah. Hashtag. Yeah. Uh, my little sister works at a radio station, a, oh. lo- a local LA radio station, and she gets free concerts all the time. So, so that, that's how, you know, you get hooked up. So thanks, Becky. All right. So, um, anything else you want to bring up, Lofi or Jackie? Oh, I had a question for you yes. earlier. So why did you guys decide to name your podcast Snooze and Booze? Uh, love you. I think. Uh, oh, by all means, by all means. Uh, it actually had nothing to do with the podcast originally. Like we had, we had come up with that term 
<laughs> I was like, I don't know what we were doing the night before, but it's something at my house, right? Yeah. Whatever it was. The usual. We're hanging out, drinking at our house. And, uh, you know, Lo's, you know, <laughs> that's funny that Lo's the one that sleeps over because he literally lives closer than anybody else who ever comes over. <laughs> I just realized that right now. Lo's actually lives, like, what, four blocks away? Yeah, right? it's about yeah. four blocks, yeah. Yeah, really close, ridiculously close. <laughs> but he's usually the only one that sleeps over. <laughs> everybody else drives their long-ass distance when they really Sometimes leave. I walk home. Yeah, yeah, but I just find it funny that you're the only one that sleeps over when everybody else is just uh, they're doing the driving and they can sleep. Anyways, uh, it was one of those nights, and, you know, we're, you know, uh, in the morning, Sunday morning, we're doing the uh, hair of the dog type thing. You know, we're right. drinking the leftover beers, leftover things, and we watch whatever bullshit on either Hulu or Netflix. You know, just fucking comedy shit. And I remember we were, like I said, we were drinking in the mornings, uh, Sunday morning, and we were talking about, like, oh, man, we got to, what, what's, uh, we were, because, th- you know, the smokers all have the, you know, their wake and bake. We were thinking like, what the hell? What, what do we have? What can we do? Uh, like, I don't know. And we we're just thinking of something that rhymes. And snooze and booze just came up organically, where it was just like, ah, so, you know, snooze and booze. You know, like, <laughs> like fuck it. Let's, uh, you know, that, that like you either you're either gonna snooze, hit the snooze alarm, or you're gonna wake up and drink some booze. So mm. that's kind of how it came up, snooze and booze. Mm. That ex- so that ex- that expression came up, and then like cut to like what four months later? I don't know when we started doing the podcast or when it came up Man. with the podcast idea. That was the first one the end of May, May 25th, I think. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> sure. I think so. When the first podcast was. Yeah, the first podcast. Yeah, yeah. Was. But I'm saying, like, uh, I don't know how many months before when we came up with that little snooze and booze little expression. That's why. Snooze and booze? Oh, that, no. Yeah, it was, it just, it was a few months before. Yeah. It just kind of made its way in there at some point. Yeah. So we were thinking of uh, things to call the podcast. That was one of the options and ended up sticking. Yeah. Why okay. do you, you approve or disapprove? Well, I don't know, because I didn't get it. I was thinking, like, I was like, snooze and booze. And, like, I don't... <laughs> As an outsider, what did you think it meant? I don't know. I just didn't think too much of it. I was like, oh, yeah, it's cool. It, like, rhymes. But so it doesn't hit you, like, oh, that would be wake and bake, snooze and booze. That would be, like, the alcoholic's equivalent of snooze and booze, no? No. It didn't hit you like that? No. That was my intention. So if it didn't, like, <laughs> I failed. <laughs> you know, hashtag fail form. Like, form. booze and snooze. Oh, that's what it would have been. First. Yes, mm-hmm. and then you sleep. I don't when you say snooze and booze, I'm thinking like you're going to sleep. Well, it was more meant to be like either either go back to sleep or wake up and drink. Oh, okay. You know, that's kind of the, what I my... I imagine somebody with that like beer hat. Oh, the like, beer. And they're in bed. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. I wouldn't mind that. Uh, but it's kind of like uh, what came first, the chicken or the egg? The snooze and booze or booze and snooze? We'll get to that later. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that will make sense in about an hour. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get back to it. Um, that's funny. Uh, one thing. Oh, you know what? I wanted to bring up. It was funny because I was um, on Netflix. The Wedding Singers on Netflix. Have you seen it yet? The Wedding. Yeah. Have you seen that? How? When's the last time you saw that movie? <laughs> oh, actually, I just watched it the other day. The Wedding Singer. Yeah. From Netflix, right? Uh, well, I. No, um, on TV. Oh, I forget. It was uh, Stars Are On for one of those. We were watching that with uh, with the kids, and it was kind of those things where you're trying to watch that with the. Uh, it hasn't been. It's been a minute. You know, you're trying to share what you grew up with with your. Yeah, family. yeah, yeah. But dude, man, it was so good. I I was I forgot how good the movie was. Uh, have you seen it in a minute or no? Yeah, I, was I mean just I'm watching sorry, it, like, but uh, <laughs> no, you just said that. But uh, wait, I, I fucked up. Yeah, you just said that. But did was it still? Did it hold up for you? Absolutely. So, yeah. Right? Absolutely. I was surprised how it held up for me because I was like, "Oh shit, man, this is still it still hits you know in the right ways," and uh, and the kids liked it, so I was so glad. But one thing that as I was uh, realizing during I was watching the movie, like I remember 
The movie came out in 98, I think, right? I believe so. So this is like right when I'm like in middle school. And right when I'm like, I'm fucking like, I'm in love with this girl who doesn't really feel the same way for me. It's not Jackie, because <laughs> I haven't met Jackie here yet. But it was just like, oh, man, like, I was Robbie Hart, 100%. I was Robbie Hart. I was, I identified so much with him in this movie. Like, oh, man, this is me. This is how I'm going to win over a girl, that type of thing. And then as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, yeah, man, that was me back in the day. I'm thinking, and I realized, like, I'm fucking Glenn Gulia now. <laughs> I'm the asshole. I'm the asshole fucking, like, uh, douchebag in the movie like that's why I evolved to be now I mean I'm an adult now I'm not a kid anymore I'm, as a kid I was Robbie Hart as an adult now I became Glenn Gulia I'm, I'm like this fucking total jerk you know all the time like damn this that's a, and then like he did some really shit where like oh no nah, this guy's for real he's fucked up so I now I, I now I've accepted that I'm a, I'm a I'm a mix of Robbie Hart slash Glenn Gulia I'm a, like a little uh, amalgamation of them too you know like kind of yeah that worked yeah, I guess. <laughs> but I just It could be worse, you know. Uh, yeah, you're right. I could be Glenn all the way. But I just had that realization like, holy <laughs> shit, like I became the enemy of my youth, you know, cuz in my, you know, so it was one of those things like, oh my god. But I remember like uh, like, you know, I'm watching the movie and I'm like, holy shit, this guy's hilarious though. <laughs> like just yeah, the things yeah, the funny. things he was so, saying was <laughs> he's such a sarcastic dick, but he's funny, you know. I, I don't know. The funniest part about watching that movie with the kids was <laughs> And he comes home with the CD player. <laughs> they're like, look what I got. It's a CD player. And Tommy was like, oh my God. He's like, a CD player? <laughs> this is Tommy, my uh, my son. <laughs> but he kept getting stuck on that joke. Like, he kept laughing. Like, it's one of those things, like, damn, am I missing a joke? Because he kept laughing at it. And I was like, fuck, I didn't think, oh, shit, I'm missing a joke. Because he's like, this guy didn't know what a CD player was. <laughs> he was like that. He's like, it plays CD. Because <laughs> he's you like, play a record. I'm like, no, it's <laughs> play CD. And he kept laughing. We're like, it plays CD. It's called CD player. <laughs> like he kept thinking, like, oh, that's so fucking obvious. And I was like, oh shit, that is pretty funny. I don't know why I didn't huh. laugh. Like I was thinking, like I don't know why I didn't laugh as much as you did. <laughs> but yeah, anyways. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, have you ever watched a movie where you saw the? protagonist or antagonist in a certain way and then you you see it years later after with a different perspective and you and you think like oh man uh, maybe I identify more with him now and vice versa or whatever. oh man that's a good question mm-hmm. hmm. um, damn well I'll, I'll come back to yeah you come, come back to me come back babe to me. Ha- same question yes definitely Mrs. Doubtfire really yes. oh cause homegirls such a bitch no <laughs> I mean, when I first Sally watched, Field when I watched the movie as a kid, Sally no. a fucking cunt, man. When I watched the movie as a kid, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, she's so right. Like, As a kid? You, saw, you, you thought no, she no, was no, right? No, 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 oh. no. She was really, no, that, she was wrong. Like, that was really messed up of oh, her. Okay. Like, I just didn't get it. I'm like, oh, that's her husband. And then, like, now, as I'm older, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I can see where she's kind of coming from. Hey, man. I can go see fuck, where that could get fuck fucked. Fuck yourself, Hey, dude. I know what you're getting at now. I'm not a third child. <laughs> so, but yeah. But it, it's still, yeah, that's definitely. But she still came off pretty neat. Like, like, I know what you're saying. Because, yeah, you're right. Like, as a kid, I always thought, like, what's her deal? What's her problem? Like, who wouldn't want, you know, <laughs> this lovable, funny jackass as her husband, you know? And then, um, and then I saw the movie, like, oh, yeah, I guess it could be too much or it could be stressful. You know, just because you're watching as an adult with kids. Mm-hmm. But that last scene in the courtroom when they take away his kids, you know, it's 
heart it's a heartbreaking scene where he gives that speech about I love my my kids are my heir I can't breathe without them and then uh, the judge doesn't believe him you know convincing and her face is like she's almost realizing like what how am I doing this to some, a guy who's obviously just dedicated to his children mm-hmm. how am I doing this to him and she just really came off even worse again so so to me it was kind of most like a, a, a roller coaster type thing where like. Oh yeah, I'm older now, and I get it. Cause we just saw this movie what, maybe a month ago. Mm-hmm. We're watching it, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh man, I get her point of view now. You know, I didn't get it as a kid. I got her point of view now. But then as soon as that courtroom scene, like, man, I didn't get that as a kid. She's fucking evil. You know, I almost <laughs> thought like she's taking away someone's children from them that really is honestly devoted, and it, it was heartbreaking, really heart wrenching. Um, but that yeah. so you're saying you didn't identify with that or how about that court scene though for you if you identify more with her even so with the court scene or no no I mean I still like like you like it was half and half like I did think she did some stuff to a little extreme but um, but yeah I could still see her side but I could see it like but for me it was really sad because like I could tell like from the kids point of view like because like because my parents divorced or whatever. So I could see it through there. Around the time when Mr. Doubtfire came on? Yeah, I think so. <gasps> right? And then, like, with the dad, or with the parents, just in general, with the parents. Like, how, so when your parents divorced, how old were you? I was in middle school. I don't so you're like 11, 12. 12 From 10 to 12, right? Mm-hmm. Preteen. Um, but right there, where it's, uh, it's got to be probably the, the toughest age for your parents to get divorced, I got to say. Yes. Just statistically speaking, yes. and um, did it come out of left field for you, or did you see it coming? Oh yeah, I didn't know what was going on. Like it, yeah, mm. it was a shock. And like, what? How did you deal with it going through that? We're getting, we're getting deep. I'm Mark Marion <laughs> in you. I'm Mark Marion in you. <laughs> how? Wait. How did? How did? How did? What? Did you, what was going through? Like emotionally, when that was going on, like were you like? just completely confused or how did you deal with it did yeah, you at, who did you blame one or the other confused. Or? i was mad at my mom more than your father yeah because he like i don't know it's weird now that i think about it it's weird but like he left so i kind of just thought like oh okay like my mom kicked him out like she doesn't want him here mm-hmm. like she's the one breaking up the family and how many like brothers and sisters do you have at this point how many of you guys are in the household um, me, um, Cecily, there was four of us, mm-hmm. four kids, and then the, my mom and dad. Okay. So her six, yeah. No, no, I'm saying, like, when, so when he left that house, he left your mom with four children. Yes. But you still blamed your mom at the point. Because she was the one kicking him out. That, he didn't in your eyes, go. in your eyes. Yeah. But isn't she, like, in, you know, learning back, wasn't she the one that fucked up? Yes, but I didn't know that. So you thing. thought that she had fucked up and was kicking your dad out? No, I didn't know that she was seeing something. Oh, so you just thought that they were... She was, that's why it came out of left field for Yeah, me. so it came out of left field and you just thought that uh, she kicked your dad out. Mm-hmm. And what did your dad tell you? You didn't speak to him about it? No, because I was little. They weren't going to talk to me about it. Well, you're it. not but little. You're like crying. 10 to 12 years old. And like... Gwen is 10 to 12 years old. And I doubt you that You would she... really tell her, like... Our conversations when go deep. Your mom's been sleeping with somebody else. Oh, I tell her that now, and it's not even true. I tell her that now. <laughs> <You're so dumb>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to break the levity there. Uh, so, what should we call it? Um, how old were you when you got to see her point of view, or have you even seen your point of view yet? 
When I got to see her point of view. Did she talk to you about this at all? What was going on? You were the oldest. Mm, she might have, but I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. She just, like, I remember she didn't even tell me she was pregnant with my brother. Like, I found out. Yeah, but back to the original question. Like, how, um, when you got to see her point of view, how old were you? I was, well, I had Gwen. So I was like 19. Holy 20. shit. So you, so not even until you were a mom did you find out mm-hmm. later? So up until, so almost all your teenage years. Mm-hmm. So uh, on top of you dealing with puberty and because of teenage angst and you naturally rebel against your parents, you had that on top of something to hold over her? Yeah. Wow. You must have been a nightmare to deal with as a kid. Why? I'm just thinking like emotionally or psychologically, it's this whole like um, uh, perfect storm type of emotions. Uh, well, we got no into wonder it, I freaking think. got to in your pants so quickly. Uh, now that makes sense. Sorry, sorry, hundred percent, it makes sense. No, I'm sorry. So what are you saying? So you didn't see. So you became a mom. <laughs> so you became a mom with Gwen. So you're 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And how did that come about? When you finally saw her point of view, type thing. What do you mean? How did that come about? Well, how, when was the epiphany that you were like when oh. I was giving birth? <laughs> I don't know what it was. It just kind of clicked in my head, like. I don't know, like, I could just, even when I was, like, going into labor, like, having cramps and stuff, it just, I don't know, it was just something that just hit me. Uh, can, can you elaborate real quick? Because that's interesting. I, like, I could see, like, why she would do, like, some of, the, and I, like, why she would do some of the stuff she would do, like, I would resent her for not being home, but that was because she was working two jobs, like, mm. from early in the morning to night, but I didn't see that when I was little. Mm-hmm. I just, like was mad at her because she left me at home with all the other kids you know and so i don't know like when i had gwen i was like okay like i was just being a little bitch about stuff like Mm -hmm. i could have been a little bit more understanding Mm. and we could have got along you know a lot better because i don't know it was just something that Mm. do you see that now like have you had an epiphany yet the way you treat your husband like, oh, <laughs> no, I was just being a little he's bitch never. About he's. I haven't. I haven't gotten that. anything. No. <laughs> Signals broken. <laughs> well, that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. And now, how's your relationship with your mother now? It's, uh, it's literally ten years later from the time you gave birth, or so. Um, I'm a lot nicer to her. I think it's a, a lot better. Yeah. Like we're we're really close. So. No, oh, are you? I don't see that. But okay. She's no. I mean, no more than usual. Like, I guess. we talk to each other every day. That's so weird. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's, because there's definitely like a, it's with my immediate family, there's a distance. But it's not necessarily a bad thing. Because, like, growing up, like, um, like I mean, you would know, like, we were dating in high school. You would you'd call me on the phone, mm-hmm. and or call my home, and... Um, like you would ask for me, and people, oh, is Steve there? And they wouldn't even know if I was or wasn't, and I was in my room, right, or something like that. Or mm-hmm. yeah, that happened a couple a times. few times, right? Where mm-hmm. like who would answer? That would be like I don't know. One of your sisters, I don't know. And you and you would be like, what would you say, or how did like, it go? Can I talk to Steve? They're like, oh, he's not here. Uh-huh. Okay, thanks, bye. And, and then I'm like, I was in my room the whole day. Like, what the? I wasn't gonna be like, can you check? Yeah, no. you should have. They, no. If they, no, probably would have hung up on me. Yeah, but it was it's definitely <laughs> like a, a distance thing where at least as far as like, because we didn't, me and my sisters and even my father and my mom, like we didn't have a relationship till 
uh, after I moved out, ironically, until after I left for the Marines or that kind of stuff. Like, uh, it, 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 there was nothing non-existent while I was at home. And it was just, it was normal to me. Like, um, like it's, you know, I'm, I even bring this up because I know now, obviously it's not, but like when she would see her, her, her like brothers or sisters after a while and she would hug them or give them a kiss on the cheek. I'm like, hell, you're gross. <laughs> I gotta be like that. Like, that's so fucking weird. Because you're just not that way with your... Well, I mean, I wasn't that way with... I mean, I can't... Are you the same way with your sister? Like, it's just... Uh, there's a distance that's not really... There's no connection there, right? Uh, it's... Uh, I don't know. Um, I would describe it as almost like... Think of it like roommates, but you just happen to be related. Right. That's you know that's actually I mean? a perfect, perfect description. Roommates that you happen to be related. Because that's exactly how it was when we were living together. And it was just like... Um, you know, you're you don't really even think of it like um, you're, you're it's a distance that's supposed you're supposed to be distant. Who who the fuck gets along with their siblings? No one does. Who the fuck talks to their parents about stuff? You're not supposed to. You know, it was like, like TV. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's fucking fantasy world. That's why people shit. I don't know that world. I, that's not my world. You know, you talk to your <laughs> friends or your cousins or your you know whatever. You don't talk to anybody else. And it was it was really and like I said that the relationship I have now with my sisters where it's way better. We're actually kind of friends now and. Uh, you know, and my dad is still kind of, I see my dad like once a month or so. Uh, and my mom, I talk to her every now and then, you know, texting, but it's not, but that's way better than it was. And it's all post uh, alcohol. I think, you know, as far as the, the, the sister relationship goes, it's all like, Oh, we can hang out. We can, you know, we, we can have, it a was drink. that unifying thing. That's what you needed. Yes, that was exactly. the conduit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're all adults now. We're, we no longer are supposed to hate each other. Yeah, exactly. We're supposed to like, Hey, you know, <laughs> it, we're not supposed to hate each other. We, we can, but why we, did you hate each other in the first place? I don't know. I, I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, but, Dogs and cats. Come I mean, you know, Patty was a notorious B word and she was very, no, very good. As aggressive as she is to everybody else. Why wouldn't she be that aggressive to me? <laughs> You know, uh, Becky the same way. Samantha was just wild and crazy, you know, and uh, and then I'm and I'm the hero in this is my my in my head. <laughs> Little do I know that they're thinking of me like this guy, this fucking asshole. Oh my god, you know they're thinking of me in the same way. Um, but it's it's that kind of I think it's just the sibling rivalry type of mentality where hmm. you're just you're supposed to be at odds and you don't know any better, you know that kind of thing. And like I said, nothing. In, uh, the relationships didn't were non-existent until after, until after your um, you moved out or they move out or you can you have your own separate life like uh, where you can drink really. <laughs> That's really what it mm. makes sense. But you didn't have that, right? And even now, so do you find it different now that you're an adult and most of your uh, your brothers and sisters are adults? That kind of thing is it is it in a better way or has it has just been consistent for you because you always had that. Kind of closest. Um, it's consistent. Oh, okay. It's the same thing. That's what I figured, yeah. 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 I they, love so, them. You don't love your sisters? <laughs> yeah, I mean, now. No. No, I mean, we always love them, but now we get along. Or now, like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, that kind of thing. No, we've always, like, all of us have gotten along. Yeah, that's so the weird to me, especially growing up. That's so I don't even know what that's like, like getting along with someone. That you're, Do but, you have a brochure? Yeah. <laughs> so weird. It's not existing. Do you think that's the? It's, do you think that's another chop it up to the Modell fucking weird way? I think so, man. I mean, because yeah. that's I, how you explained it. That's mm-hmm. that's normal. That's pretty much how it was. Yeah, you're not supposed to be friends with your fucking sisters or brothers. Hell no. It's like you know, like watching a movie. It's like, oh, I'm gonna go out with some friends. Like, oh, take your sister. What? Fuck. <laughs> like, um, 
Well, I mean, maybe I see it a different way because I was the older sister, and maybe the other ones are like, no, but like I'm the older brother. Yeah, and Patty and, was the uh, older sister too, and no, that's not it at all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hanging out with cool people, you know, see. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what it was, you know. And I guess yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's uh, just the way you're brought up. Uh, Mm, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, <laughs> to me you're weird. Way. To me you're weird. <laughs> to me, growing up like that, lovey dovey is weird as shit to me. Yeah, I don't. But you, see. but you're really um, close to your cousins though, when you. Yeah, because your cousins were like your first best friends. That's the way I see it. Like that's your that's your escapism where you're allowed to escape. You know, that's the first time your your parents let you go somewhere where they let you get away with shit, mm. but not necessarily letting you get away with shit, but. They're letting you have a little bit more freedom, and you're hanging out with blood, you know, that kind of thing. But your sisters are blood. Yeah, but they're cunts. Or at least they no. were. Bloody cunts, once a month. You're so no, dumb. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But no, no, but I mean, just growing up, we just didn't get along, because you have that rivalry. I don't know what the fuck it is. I really don't. I think it's just like a, like you have a, a distaste for someone that you're living under the same roof with. And it is hard living, like, even having roommates, it's hard. Ha- like, you know, I have... I've had the pleasure of knowing slash discomfort of having a bunch of different roommates just because in the Marines or even even now that I travel a lot for work, like sometimes I'll have to get stuck with a roommate or, you know, with for the hotel for a couple months. And it's just like, oh, my God, like if he's annoying, you're just like, fuck, man, like it's the worst. It's the worst to be stuck with someone who you don't like in the same room for a few months it's 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 honestly sounds pretty bad yeah 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 it is yeah she knows what i'm talking about because she's married Mm -hmm. no i'm kidding (laughs) no but it's it's really really bad and you have really nowhere else to go you're this is your home for the next few weeks months you know and when you're stuck with someone who's like your best thing you can do is just make sure your headphones don't break because you're gonna have those on almost all the time you know oh yeah no matter what you're doing you're gonna have your headphones on and at least a 12 pack of whatever the fuck (laughs) that's how it goes you know so it's just that they were annoying a lot of times. But, the, I mean, I can't even say that my sister because we never really I- interacted unless we're forced to interact, you know? I don't know what it is. I just don't, I really don't. Maybe I'm sure there's some psycho- family psychologists at uh, home listening going like, oh, I, you know, telling us what it is. But I can't explain it. Can you? Uh, if there's any, you know, family therapists out there want to chime in. <laughs> yeah, ask a question on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, that's um, funny, man. But, yeah, I guess it just depends on what you're used to. I don't know. It's not like you're, you know trained to like you know dislike or like certain people or anything yeah i guess just considering the circumstances it's like i don't know it's because they mm. got more attention than you uh, maybe i guess but i don't know mm-hmm. All right. well anyways moving on uh we're in october now um uh we got a halloween episode coming up later in the later in the month we'll play we'll we'll think of something uh what do you got something cool for us oh i just wanted to Play like some kind of spooky noise. Like, <laughs> Nothing available. This is our Shit. sound mixer, Lofi, right here. Hold on. It's still in the that beta stages. That looks like um, that bubble game or that. Candy oh, I know, thing. right? <laughs> the bubble. What uh, is it? Like Candy Crush? Is it Candy Crush? That yeah, I know the game that you're talking about. No, Bubble Breaker. I, never seen I thought that you were oh, talking about that, that one. Oh, that one too. Yeah. Um, what's we call it? So I was. Saying... <laughs> It is pretty scary, I guess. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> What's we call oh, it? Yeah. Um, it talks about the new shows are coming back. Are there any? Uh, do you guys? What are you guys uh, watching now? That's on like, it's funny. Like, oh, what are you guys watching now on Fox or the? What are you guys watching now on Netflix or Hulu? <laughs> you know, anything like uh, that kind of thing. Uh, 
on Hulu. I'm still on Seinfeld. I want to go through all the seasons. Oh, no, no. I mean, like, any new shows that you're watching, like, that kind of thing, like, you're catching up on? Uh, as far as shows, no. But, like, on Netflix, I'm just going through this, like, stream of movies. What, 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 industry interesting? Uh, right now, I'm in a movie called The Double with mm. Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, okay. Now what I'm thinking of. I thought you were talking about Saddam Hussein's, um, there's a movie about him, uh, Saddam Hussein, about uh, his double. It's completely different. So you're saying just Eisenberg, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't gone through the whole thing. I think I'm at the first maybe 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, tell me about it. Uh, let's see. It's uh, so far, he plays like this very timid uh, office worker. I have heard of this movie. I have. I know the synopsis on it, but I just want to see uh, hear your take on it. Oh, well, that's oh, well, so far that's all I, all I take, like, He's this, like, really timid office worker. Kind of, like, nobody knows who he is. He kind of gets crept on yeah. by everybody. And then um, at his company, there's this uh, new guy, this, like, young hotshot type person that's his exact double. Yeah. It's based on a Dostoevsky uh, novel. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked into it because I, I don't really, I'm not familiar with his work all that much. It's just something. Dostoevsky, the measure of society can be measured by... Uh-huh. By observing his prisoners. Shit. <laughs> that was good. What movie was that from? Oh, damn it. I thought you were going to call me that. Knows, but it's from Con Air. What part was that? Uh, when um, uh, he says... Garland uh, Green? No, no, no. Garland no. Green? It's when the fucking DEA uh, guy gets murdered. And uh, he's saying, like, when these people... Co-? He's arguing with John Cusack. When these people uh, become animals. And he's like, when when they started giving... Uh, uh, stop giving a damn about society and the laws. And then John Cusack drops that quote. And he's like, Tobiaski said that one uh, after spending a little time in prison. And, and the other dude says, fuck you. Cyrus Cyrus Christom said that after killing my agent. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so it's a really cool scene, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Jackie, well, how about yourself? What are you watching that's new? Um, American Horror Story. Oh, the, uh, uh, the uh, Lady Gaga's in this season, right? Yes. Oh. It's really creepy. I like it. It, it kind of feels like the first season, which I think was the best one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty creepy, and I can't wait. I saw this ep- I saw this episode, the premiere, and uh, I very much enjoyed it. And I know people were giving Lady Gaga a lot of shit because she's not traditionally an actress. You know, but she had done movies. She's done a lot of movies with Robert Rodriguez. Uh, by a lot, I mean two. But she's done a few movies with uh, Robert Rodriguez, so she does have her foot in the door already. But I thought she was fantastic, she and I've always good, had a little yeah. crush on her. I've had a little crush on Gaga for a long time. Even when people told me like, "Really, you like her?" because she's not traditionally beautiful. I really, really find her super attractive. And uh, but I thought she did really, really good this uh, on this episode. I it definitely plays to her strengths, a hundred percent. And I really like the episode in general. I thought it was really good. Really, oh, Matt Bomber looks so good. Uh, he that's the so her boyfriend in the episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know him from anything else. No. Yeah. He was in White Collar. No. That no. Series. no. I mean, I know the episode. I know he the was show. Is Magic Mike? I don't know him from that. Oh, you saw it. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> He's hot. Oh, okay. I like the other guy a little bit more. Other guy. Um, the uh, Jew-looking dude. <laughs> the detective. What? Can I say, I say Jew? Is that the show? Yeah. Is, sh- uh, uh, is it Royal Ping? Not, not Royal Ping, I'm sorry. Fuck. With that's Bruce a different Campbell? show. With Bruce Campbell, you think? No, 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 no. Um, no, that's... Uh, wait, am I thinking Burn Notice? I think so. That's Bruce Campbell. <laughs> okay, that's the one. No, I'm thinking of another one. He's like a freaking like doctor or something. I was just thinking of the dude from um, uh, Ghost Rider. The bad guy in the original Ghost Rider. 
The first, the first one? one? Mm hmm. I forgot his name. But he's in the Hunger Games, too. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen I'm going to wait till they all come out and then just watch it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I hear they're good and I just hate waiting. I don't want to wait. Oh, uh, they're not bad. They're not bad. They're not. They're. I, I mean, if you're going to compare them to, you know, Twilight, they're way better. But they're actual good movies. The Hunger Games movies. Yeah, they're, they're good movies. They're solid. Hmm. I like them more than I like the Harry Potter films as far as, like, teenage angst book adaptations goes. <laughs> Hunger Games definitely is leading the game on that one as huh. far as quality. In my opinion, yeah. I don't know how far that opinion goes, but yeah. And keeping in mind, I don't know the source material to either to either one of those, you know, oh, franchises. Same. I think I only seen like maybe two or three of the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, same here. Kind of fell off. I'm just not into the whole like same thing with Lord of the Rings. I'm not into that whole fucking. Don't get me wrong. I like um, uh, like I'm a big comic book dude, right? So like when you go to the festivals or the comic book cons or even like comic book stores. What you're got in there is you got the comic book people, you got the Star Wars people, you have the Lord of the Rings people, and you have the Harry Potter people. For the most part, that's your your big you know big four of whatever the fuck. Right. But I don't you know I I was never able to relate to because I'm not a big or Star Trek too. I left those out. Mm. I, but I'm not able to really to relate to. I you know I just like comic books. I like comic movies. That's that's about it. I couldn't relate to anybody like oh yeah you oh if you like this you'll like this. And I'm like, really? Because that sounds stupid huh. as shit to me. But I don't want to say that to yeah, these people. Like but... the different breeds of fanboys mm-hmm. and fangirls. Exactly. That's what exactly what it is. Different breeds of fanboys and fangirls, yeah. And, I can't, and I'm like, I don't get it, man. I, I really don't get it. And, and it's it's so fucking hypocritical for me to say, like, man, you sound like a big-ass geek when I'm over here talking about, like, oh, no, that didn't happen in this issue of this issue. You know, that, that you know. Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah. I'm talking about minutia, you know, that kind of thing. But, it, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Just yeah. enjoy it. It's like... <clears throat> Everybody has their niche. Everybody has their thing. Yeah, but it's almost like there's always those people, like, in no matter what, you know, the situation is, that they're always going to be just, like, nitpicking every little thing. You oh, know? yeah. That's the you internet. Yeah. Yeah, that's the internet in general. Mm. What, are the, what are the shows are you watching? Um, I Zombie. How do you like that one? That's a comic book adaptation. How do you like that one? I love it. I think it's great. I, I'm a big fan of that show. Uh-huh. And I know Flash and Arrow came back too, but I don't think you guys are into that one. But yeah. iZombie, I really like a lot. I, I Have you seen that yet, Lofi? Oh, no, I haven't. It's a really, really good... Uh, it, it's a... It's a hmm, how would I explain it? It's like a modern-day Nancy Drew version of what... Yeah, Nancy Drew version. Really? Yep, because it's a, it's a villain, of the, a villain of the week type of show huh. where every episode is a different... Um, you know, like Scooby-Doo. It's more X Filesy than anything. Really? Yep. I'm not kidding. It's more X Filesy than anything, but just kind of zombified, you know, huh. and mixed with with rom com, you know. Hmm. But but it's. it's I like think a it's a Marvel more... movie. Like when you go watch a Marvel movie, you have everything in it. It's like it's funny and it's like action. Hmm. But it's not too like serious. It doesn't take itself too serious. I I, I want to disagree with you. I don't think it's like a Marvel no, movie at all. I think it's clever, more clever than that. And you're not what? getting enough credit to say it's a Marvel movie. Well, that's why I said X Files. I think they're great. Yeah, they're great. I love them. I'm a comic book fan. But that's why I say X Files because it's 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 solid good. Where the writing is really good and the story is really really clever. Hmm. And, Who but touches it, the X Files. I'm raising my hand. I remember watching it at your house, actually, when we were yeah, kids. I That's what I remember. Show. Yeah, I just love that show. Millennium was right after that. And Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, was it right a, um, Lance. Lance uh, uh, Armstrong. Uh, nope, Henderson. Hendrickson. <laughs> Hendrickson. Hendrickson. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, no, I don't either. So, but but like I said, I recommend Zombie if you're looking for something new to get into. And who isn't? Because there's so much content out right now. It's so hard to keep track with everything. You no, know? man. Like, I think the last show that I was into, where I was like, I have to watch the show every single week, was Lie to Me. I, oh yeah, that was so good. When when I first got Netflix, that's the first show that I went through all over again. One of the only shows that I've been able to go through. Um, it's almost like watching a movie again, but that, I've gone through that series three times. Oh, nice. When it was on the air, when Netflix came out, and then it's more recently just because I love going through those episodes. Yeah. That's a realistic superpower I wish I had, was be able to... And then I started doing that, too. I would watch people when they were answering. <laughs> Blink your eyes again. Right. <laughs> no, just... I love I love, I that show. And it got so it got so um, so much better progressive. I wish mm-hmm. it would stay on me. I love Tim Roth, too. I'm just... Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Big fan of him. But I think I think that's what it is mm-hmm. because it, it wasn't um because I know there's lots of shows out right now that you know that are trending that I'm pretty sure that they're good like uh, I saw the first episode of How to Get Away with Murder mm-hmm. which I Viola thought was Davis right yeah Viola Davis mm-hmm. yes and it was actually really interesting mm. like that for the first episode I was like oh shit hey I could watch this. <laughs> and you know I went through it or just that episode but then the next day I was watching something else like I was never I, I haven't really been able to stick to a TV show like, that's gotten you hooked from the beginning and you want it you yeah, can't like, wait for the next I one I wanted to try you know and it was good but it just didn't they recently put out the increasingly bad decisions of Todd Margaret on Netflix oh I think I saw that they just added it I think that's one of the it was an IFC show with us uh, starring uh, David Cross David Cross and I, up until I got turned on to Nathan for you, I thought that was the funniest show that's that ever existed. <laughs> and it's back on there, and I've been I've been going through the first. I just finished the first season earlier today, uh, I'll, I'll, like I said again. And it's, oh my God, I highly recommend for any of you listeners out there, recommend for you. So like start from the beginning, check out the increasingly bad decisions of Todd Margaret if, if you can. And it's, it's it's one of the, um, oh my God, this is so funny. First of all, his demeanors. It's about uh, Todd Margaret, who's um, he, the ultimate bad luck case, where hmm. everything, every situation he has is like it's bad luck. But what doesn't help is that he's a pathological liar. <laughs> like <laughs> he's literally digging his own hole over and over. Like with every lie is another lie that he needs another lie to get him out of, and it's that kind of thing. And then those lies come back, you know, so so bad. And uh, I just highly recommend it. If you get a chance, try that for something. You might you might fall in love with that show. You know, it sounds sounds. You showed me an episode, I, and you, you laughed, right? That was good. It was good. Yeah. That was for the first season. But yeah, yeah, check it out if you get a chance. And it's, it's I think it's only two seasons. The whole series was only two seasons, I think. So it's a hmm. good little, almost like one long movie or something like that. You know. Oh, that's not bad. Um, what else have you? Uh, anything that had you like stick with it or anything like that? A TV show? Yeah. Uh, besides Lie to Me, uh, that's the last one since then. That's been a long time. Did you ever watch Arrested Development? It's a great one. I, I think I've seen same just like random episodes when it was on because it's on IFC or it was. Uh no no it was on uh, FX. Sense? No before that. Um, like, years ago. I'm you know honestly, that's where I, th- I remember it from. I thought it was on FX, but and then this just recently re- they released the last season on Netflix. It was on BBC. <laughs> well we just like maybe a few months ago uh, me and the kids and you know Gwen and uh, we just went through it um, I remember like oh I keep hearing about this show 
I keep hearing everybody talk about how much they loved it, and I'm, you know, I'm, I, I love watching shows like that, you know, and and the suggestions kept popping up like, oh, if you like Fordanda, you'll like this. Oh, if you like Nathan for you, you like it, you know. So it was like right, in right. that in that kind of realm of like, uh, curving enthusiasm or shit like that. Oh, right? okay. In that realm of clever, clever Jewy writing, you know, <laughs> as as the Hollywood goes, that's the kind of thing, right? And, uh, oh man, I was like, oh, why did it, it really, like, why did it take me so long to get into the show? You know, it was one of those things, like, right. I should have been into this forever. It's mm-hmm. really, really good show. I highly recommend, it's on Netflix. Highly recommend you go through, it's four seasons. Uh, I really? think you'll, I think you'll be stuck with, I think you'll be stuck with it in a good way, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I lied, um, Parks and Rec. Oh, I watched yeah. every single season yeah. of that. Did you, did, was that something, like, we turned you on to? Because I don't know if you were on to all the time. Uh, Brandon's the one who actually oh, okay. told me about it. Yeah, because he kept talking about it. It's like, I think he said something like, "Watch the first episode or watch the first couple of episodes." As far and... as sitcoms go, it's it's absolutely one of those shows. Like, holy shit, man! I guess we can come up with good shit every now and then. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It definitely makes you feel that way. I saw this. Uh... Jesse Schwartzman's in there a few times. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, the he's a porno. Cinematog- yeah, uh-huh. the whatever. <laughs> yeah, he owns the porn store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's great, man. I love, I love him. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, they have so many great guests, and it's a show that it was on a perfect amount of time. You know, what was it on six seasons, seven seasons? Do you remember? Seven, maybe. But it was on a perfect amount of time where like it didn't overstay its welcome, and it was there for just right enough of time. And it was, and it was a show where it was, um, uh, it wasn't each episode wasn't too long or too short. It was, it was just right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very, very rare for a show to be just hit that right spot where it's comfortable. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I saw this comment on Tumblr mm-hmm. about it. It said that, like, I don't think it was anybody famous. It was just, like, somebody, you know, wrote it. Yeah. And it said that, why is every Perks and Rec episode, like, the best episode ever? Yeah, I could you see know? that. I could And it does have that, that quality where it's, uh-huh. like, like, there's no uh, episode where it's, like, oh, like, I could skip that one. Yeah. Now. It's, like, you have to watch it because you're missing something. If it's on, whatever episode is on, I'm, I'm, I'm finishing it. You know, right, that kind right. of thing, yeah. And they always show it on, like, FSX. Yeah, it's always on there. But it, oh, it's a solid Simpsons. show. Yeah, that one, too, yep. But it's always on, and it's always on, and, uh, like, I want this show to always be on my television because it's just good for the world <laughs> if it's always on <laughs> air, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Did she really, really, like, um... Uh, Amy Poehler. She mm-hmm. really, really, like, um, it was so funny because right before we got into Parks and Rec, me and uh, and Gwen specifically more, but we were really into 30 Rock, oh, the okay. Tina Fey film. And, you know, they're, like, best buds, whatever. They're the yeah. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck of lady world, you know, or oh, lady, lady comedy. Uh, and we're really into 30 Rock. We're watching 30 Rock religiously, you know, episode after episode. We don't watch, we wouldn't watch an episode that we hadn't seen without each other, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. And then, like, oh, once it once it finished, like, man, what are we going to move on to next? And, like, oh, I can't believe it ended, that kind of thing. And Parks and Rec came and filled that void in perfectly, you know. Mm. It, was, it was one of those things. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. It's uh, from watching, well, I had seen one of Aziz Ansari's stand-ups, mm. like, before that, before I saw that. Before you got into Parks and Rec. Yeah, I think... Because I was watching it, and that's when, you know, Brandon comments is like, yeah. oh, like, watch uh, Parks and Rec, this and that. Mm-hmm. I forgot which one it was, and I saw it, and it's like, you know, he's okay. You know, oh, it's like impression. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Tom, was it Haverford? I think Haverford, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, like, he's okay, you know. He didn't have me rolling, like, Louis C.K. And have of course, that, so, yeah, you know? yeah. Of course, there are different types of comedy, but, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I get you. 
But then after watching it, you know, kind of get a sense for him and just like whatever cameos he makes in movies. And then, you know, once I guess it gave me some kind of context and then I went back to watch it and watch some of his other ones. It's like, oh, okay, now I get this guy, you know? Yeah. Absolutely, you know, yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense, you know. It does, it absolutely does. His, his personality shines in the way where uh, he's obviously ostentatious. You know, he's just putting himself like, oh, well, you know, him and Donna together. Donna, the, Yeah, they're good. She's, by the way, Treat all, she's almost yeah, <laughs> She's almost at every Kings game. She's a big Kings fan. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, very curious. But, yeah, like her, um, their team up, the, the way they are is just, it's uh, obviously in your face, but not in a whole, like... Um, in a like, non-threatening way. Yeah, non-threatening is the best way to put it. Maybe that is the best way to put it. I'm trying to think. Like, but I think just, I know what you're talking about, but just I Just in a way where it doesn't annoy you. Where it would annoy me if it were anybody else like, doing that kind of shit. Like, you just roll your phone. Right. Kanye Westy, you know? I guess you could say, quote-unquote, <laughs> very Kanye Westy. But, but it's not annoying. It's endearing. It's lovable. You know, the way they're able to pull it off. It's really, really curious. I do love that show. Yeah. Uh, anything else there that you're um, back to the original question? Anything else that you're watching that that you think people should be watching or that you really much enjoy? Uh, face Off. Oh yeah, that's oh, a great yeah. show. That's, that's, that's just a soft. That's one of the few reality competition sci-fi? shows. Yeah, sci-fi, sci-fi channel. channel. Yes. That's one of the few reality competition shows that I very very much enjoy. But that's just to me that's people that how to put it the the judges they're not dicks. The judges are very serious with what they do but they're not putting on a persona hmm. you know what I'm you know how some people overdo they're judges so they know they have to sell a certain way they're being these oh, guys like don't dancing with the stars yeah dancing with the stars what? fucking this American this good it has the, the backstreet boy in it uh, everybody watch dancing with the stars also that's another one I watch um moving <laughs> on <laughs> America's <laughs> thing ask me whatever well those judges think like uh, they're the only judges who I see who are really like um, authentically interested in what the people are creating because you know mm. these guys came from that world. Okay, gotcha. So they're not they're not selling you on their persona, quote unquote. You know they're 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 just doing their thing. And Critiquing now, maybe. Yeah. It's a critique, right? You know. So who's going overboard? What kind of judges? I mean, obviously you have your uh, you have your um, you know your Simon Cows. You have your your uh, Howard Stearns. You have your people who are they know they're on camera. And they know they have to uh, um, live up to the hype. Type thing. <laughs> Chef Ramsay. Chef Ramsay. They know they have to live up to the hype that their people are expecting of them. These guys seem to not be interested in that at all. They're really legitimately just there to judge. They're masters of their craft. They've been doing. They made careers of doing makeup artists in the in the showbiz world, and they're judging. They're judging people based on their um, their their actual talent and skill. You know, it just seems really authentic the way they're coming off. So, what about the voice? Um, well, the voice that's a great show. Way? I think it's a great show, and I think that's a really close to the same thing. But they have an audience, and they know they have to play to the audience. With Face Off, you don't have that because they don't have an audience to play for. Just they're, like whoever's into that. Exactly. World. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They don't have the pop phenomena thing to have to cater to. They know what they're playing to is a niche, niche, very you know, small group of people who uh, are into a specific a subculture. They're into right. a subculture. And, and the, the same thing for the people, the personalities that come off on the show. But for the most part, no one's selling you on the personality. They're selling you on their skill and their talent. That's what I was telling Gwen the other day, too, because I was like, do they all have, like, drama? Because they never show anything, like, never, ever, like, in the house that they live in, nothing personal about them. It's always just in Which the Which is surprising room. for a reality yeah. show. Mm-hmm. I was like, Does, do any of these people, like, hate each other? Because they look really, like... 
really sad, like genuinely sad when somebody like has to leave. Or, yeah. You know, when people get eliminated, <clears throat> whatever. Um, so I was like, that's weird. Like, I don't think I know another show that doesn't show like the personal life. I do. And I'll, I'll bring it up after you finish making okay, your point. Well, that's it. Oh, oh, I wanted to add to that. Uh-huh. Like, I saw it say it was an older episode mm-hmm. where um, it was a team. Like, uh, I, it was like two people that have to like create something, you know, whatever. Um, and like everything that one guy would do, the other guy would be like, you know, because I guess like he was like one of those, you know, very elitist. Like, oh, I've been doing this forever. You know, oh, okay, very snobby about it. So yeah. anything that he would do, he would like, he, he would literally like mess up his sculpture or whatever. God. It was like, oh man, like <laughs> five minutes in, you already hate the guy, you know? Right? He's just <laughs> man. This guy's just an authentic bullshit or, or authentic douchebag. Yeah, because yeah. he, he was, mm-hmm. you know. That's just a bad person in general, yeah. And um, like you know, like. At the end, you know, like when you unveil your creation, whatever, like mm-hmm. he ended up leaving because it was like this whole thing. And then like the other guy, they talked to him like, oh, well, what happened? You know, and I was like, oh, well, I'm not trying to throw him under the bus or anything. But he was just like talking shit. Well, that's exactly what you're doing. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, it's, that's it's like it's that, that one expression like. Look, I don't mean to tell you your job, but if I were you, I'd do this. Like, well, you literally just told me your <laughs> Like, you just told me what my job would be. No, um, but for the most part, I find that show very, very uh, authentic, and and it's not like you're not finding people who aren't interesting. Everybody who chooses that kind, of, it's a non-conventional job. It's something that's you're not really getting the average normal person who's who's a who's going to be your nine to fiver right. from that kind of job. You're getting someone who's eccentric. You're going to get someone, someone who falls into a job where it's artistry. Really, it's right. art. Definitely. They're making art, Definitely. and they're making art for a living. You're going to get a different kind of person persona. And that comes across and in a good way. And like I said, it comes off organically and authentic where you're, you, it, yes, it happens to be a reality show, but you don't, you know, everybody knows most reality shows, uh, a lot of it's scripted or a lot of it fake drama. You're right. not really getting that from the show. And you're authentically happy with uh, the product at the end. Each episode has a, because they're all building to a, um, you know, like a make a finished product type thing. Mm-hmm. What you see is the skill and the hard work that they've been through. You know, the drama you're seeing is how it takes. Like, oh shit, are we going to be a finishing time? Oh, and when when you know you're you're taking on to account when the finished product comes out. And for the most part, it's awesome because you I could never do any of that. Uh, Even cliffhangers. Though, you if know? you gave me two, if you gave me four days and not just one, <laughs> you I could never do any of that shit. You know, and it's and and I appreciate their work. You know, and I appreciate that. What I was telling Jackie, the only other show where I've seen that, where it's authentic, where it's a reality show, a competition reality show, where it comes off is The Ultimate Fighter, which is uh, mm-hmm. uh, UFC, you know, uh, tough. Uh, UFC, The Ultimate Fighter, quote-unquote, TUF. Uh, and it's a competition show where you're generally getting authentic emotions because it's people, it's almost the same thing, but in a different form. Whereas people um, working as hard as they can, competing for something, but one man's coming up on top and one man's not, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and that gen- it's a general emotion, uh, a roller coaster when one guy loses and the other guy wins, you know, the agony and the defeat, you know, going mm-hmm. along with it. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, you, you have some drama going on with the show, but everybody's there to support each other because they're all there for the same dream. And it, you're it, mostly most of the people there are humble. And it's and I think that's what shows in the face off show. It's humility. You're not getting people who are trying to you're not there to be famous because uh for the most part you're, unless you're the champion you're not going to be on the cover of sports illustrated you know mm. you're not going to be you're there to do a job and you're you're going to punch in the face for a living 
this is somewhere where you're gonna lose a lot of fights for a living. You're gonna get you're gonna get humbled every fucking week, every time you roll, every time you train. And someone, if you're not training with someone who's uh, who's not uh, tapping you out every other day, uh, that means you're not serious about it. That means you're training with bullshit people. That means you're you're only like uh, small big fish, small pond type thing. Hmm. And so, but for the most part, everyone who's there as a career wise, everyone who wants to do that for a living, they're training with people who are they're better than them or they're training with people who are their equals to them where they might lose and you should be losing. You're not training good if you're not, if you're not winning, you know, that kind of thing. So you're getting humbled every day. And that shows in the show with face off. It's the same thing where you're coming off with people who, um, who are, uh, they're not looking for the limelight because what they're doing, their best bet is to get into a job where you might be a credit. <laughs> you might get credited, you know right, what I mean? Right. Uh, the highest fucking, you know, uh, you know, you might be the guy who is known for doing American Werewolf in London, right. <laughs> but that's still subculture. Maybe get like an Emmy or an how, Oscar. Hopefully. Yeah, and even if you do though, how many people know who did the the makeup artistry for American Werewolf in London? You know, who, who's going to tell you that? Oh yeah, that's Jonathan Landis. Nobody knows that for the most part. You know, even uh, the biggest film buffs won't know that. But that's subculture. That's a niche. You know, hmm. so their so their highest achievement is still not fame and fortune. It's not about that for them. It's it's an it's achievement of their craft, of their skill, of their talent. That's why I think those are some of the, uh, in my opinion, uh, top of the head, top of my head, the only two reality shows where it comes off like that, the kind of people that are going for that kind of goal, you know? What about uh, Bad Girls Club? <laughs> oh, my God. I used to watch that all the time. No, you did. It's so it bad. It was just so bad. So horrible. It was man. great. Oh, it was it one was of the so best shows bad. I've ever seen. <laughs> they made fun. That was so one of the bad. shows that they, they depict on Bad Girls Club and Teen Mom in, um, Oh, One of the greatest movies of all time, Teen called Mom? yeah, Teen Mom or well, no, My Sweet Sixteen, oh. My Sweet Sixteen and Bad Girls Club were one of the two shows. Some of the shows that they picked on from um, uh, God Bless America, the Bobcat Goldwith film. Mm-hmm. You didn't heard it? No, I haven't. I thought I showed you this film. Uh, it's, the it's, stand-up? No, no, it's written and directed by Bobcat Goldwith called God. Can you know he does a lot of films? Uh, but it's called God Bless America. The movie's not that good. It's one of the best movies of all time. And it's it's really kind of poking at reality TV shows, and it's poking at America's um, American Idol, a Teen Mom. No, I'm sorry. Um, sweet, sweet, six, my sweet sixteen, <laughs> and uh, Bad Girls Club. <laughs> and those are the three shows that it really pokes at, and it's actually starring Joel Murray, who's uh, the younger brother Bill of Bill Murray. Murray. Huh. Uh, but it's uh, and it and it's. Man, it was on Netflix. I think it still is. Did Either you show way. it to me? I did, and I have it on iTunes. I, you know, you can borrow it if you want. But it's uh, easily the most important movie you, you in this day and age. Mm-hmm. The most important movie you should watch. Gotcha. You know that kind of thing. And uh, I mean, the opening scene—he fucking murders a baby. You know, so it, watch it. But it's great. No, no. Yeah. But it's it's really he's making a good. Oh, they also poke at uh, morning radio DJs, <laughs> that mm. kind of thing. But it's it's a great 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 film where some guy who's just fed up. With um, you know, it's this is the beginning Society. class. He ha- he finds out he has terminal cancer. He has like six months to live, and he decides. Uh, and his he has a daughter who's turning out into a shitty person because she's kind of reacting to everything from TV. She's becoming those people on TV who are self self obsessed, selfish, inconsiderate, fucking self absorbed. Um, any okay, other word? Arrogant it. people. <laughs> any other any other <laughs> adjective slash adverb you want to use that that's what she is. You know, she's becoming that. And he writes this long letter about, like, I failed you as a father, and I can't believe that th- this is more influence, you know, that kind of thing. 
and he's about to commit suicide and then he realizes why am i killing myself i should be killing these people on tv and he drives up to whatever and, and just starts murdering like uh he got murdering reality tv stars and he okay goes, now it sounds familiar yeah yeah and he goes on this whole fucking binge there's a montage obviously and it's a great 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 film i highly recommend if you see any movie um <laughs> ever I, I recommend god bless america Done for this man. society this generation that's the most important movie you should be watching yeah all right uh moving on to uh, a next topic babe anything um you wanted to cover not that I can think of right now. You? No? Um, we ran through our subjects. It wasn't a... <clears throat> I don't know if it's sort of reality. It's not really reality TV, mm-hmm. but uh, based on real events, I guess. The Kardashians. Uh, <laughs> botched. Botched? Yeah. The Kardashians <laughs> botched? That's the show? No. The Kardashians and, and bots, bots the separate. Show. And then there's this new one that I just found out called Wags. 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 What's that? Wags the dog. Wives and girlfriends of sports stars or something like that. Huh. It's on E. That's all those E oh. shows. WWE. What's that girl one? Where they show the girls. The We Network or Oxygen. No, the the show with the wrestler girls. Oh, WWE Divas. Oh, that one. <laughs> oh, wow. We got all the great shows on E. I was going to say another one that I used to watch was uh, Paranormal Witness. I forgot to comment oh, on that one. Oh, yeah. That one was Because that was actually a really good show. Because there's a lot of shows like that, especially by now. There's like a million of them. Mm-hmm. Where there's like some kind of paranormal show or whatever. But that one, that one's different. I think that one's definitely, you know takes it to a different level <laughs> those shows frustrate me i mean i like them but they frustrate me because i hate when they're like oh, did you feel that and it's like, it's like no i didn't what? Like, I did. i'm I here on the know, couch right? you guys are in like, the woods what? what's going on <laughs> why are you asking me <laughs> no but like what was that other one that we used to watch where like celebrities or people would tell oh stories? celebrity ghost stories oh awesome yeah. show that's a great show awesome that awesome really show scary. i forgot about that one I think I mentioned to you. I know we've talked about it before. Yeah, we have a few times. Cause that one, it's it's not so much that it's scary. Like, okay, it's scary. Some of the things that that happen to them. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's it's like you you could literally make a movie out of every single interview. Like they're they're so like deep and emotional. Yeah. It's like like wow. Like like a whole. There's like another episode after <laughs> this. You know. Yeah, yeah I forgot all about that one, but scary. that one's good. I told you about the Sammy Hagar one. There's that was a, a cool one. Gina Gershon. The dad one, right? Uh, Jeff Ross was on there. Oh, his really? His was his was really good too. Not so much scary, but some of them are just like, damn, like it makes you think. It makes you think about like life. Uh, man, a lot of that is like uh, just whenever you hear those kind of like uh supernatural haunted stories, like oh my shit, man, like. But that one's different, just yeah. because like at least for me personally, it wasn't scary. It was kind of amazing. Well, know? though, uh, when I was getting to the whole like. Am I an atheist anymore? I don't even know. Because if this is real, how can this? Be real? It's right. almost like questions your uh, faith in non-faith or non-faith. You know, mm. that kind of. Not, I'm not an Anti-faith. atheist. Anti-faith. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, not that I'm an atheist, but it definitely kind of gives you reassurance. Like, oh shit, well, I mean, this is really real. It's really, really possible. That kind of thing. You know, it's really, really interesting. Have you had a paranormal experience? Uh, in your house. <laughs> I was going to say, in your pants. 
Ew. <laughs> How would that be paranormal? Inappropriate. Not normal. What's going on down there? It's not normal. Oh. Um. What were you gonna say that that in your in your house thing? Like what you guys experienced? I wasn't here, right? I was somewhere else or something. Didn't we talk about this on a previous episode? I don't want to make sure that we didn't talk about it. We, so we yeah, we it. might have, but <laughs> that's some paranormal <laughs> shit right now. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, no, uh, we did. We briefly mentioned it, but not with her here. And I would like to hear your perspective on yes. on that whole situation. Oh, because you were closer that. to the door because I was in the kitchen when it happened, <laughs> but you were in the dining room. Okay, so, like, right as soon as we walk in our front door, there's a closet. And then to the right of that, there's the dining room and the kitchen. So, me and Lope, we were sitting down. We were watching um, scary videos or something. On YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube. I remember that. On, like, this old-ass computer. <laughs> it was, like, super fast. <laughs> it was so a we Macintosh was in uh, 92, right? <laughs> it's almost a little, like, colored apple. <laughs> yeah. Like in school. This is a while ago. <laughs> yeah, a long time ago. So we were waiting for Steve to get home because we were going to go somewhere or something. I don't think, no, I don't think I was there at yeah. all for the weekend. You were on your way. Yeah, oh, you I was? were on your way You home. hadn't gotten there yet. You were like... That's why he. That's why Lofi came over because we were like waiting for you. Oh, okay. So then we were like, oh yeah, watch the scary videos. So then he gets up to go to the kitchen and I'm sitting there on the computer and I just hear like a the doorknob kind of like jiggle. Now like the, you're talking about the doorknob in the hallway. Yeah, the which one is right as soon next as you to the the, uh, yeah. the kitchen and dining room, right? Yeah. So, like I remember, like so I was this so is in, scared. Just to be specific for everybody at home, this is inside the home. Inside this is not our the house. outside knob. No. no, no, no. This is a closet door inside the house. Inside, right to the left of me, like not not far. So, um, I hear it. And like, like seriously, like a movie, I like turn my head really slow because <laughs> that door, it gets stuck. Like you have to pull and sometimes you can't even open it. There's sometimes like where it, it takes a lot of pressure to just op- force that door open. Yeah, seriously. So like for it, like the knob turn, I don't know if you heard it, Loaf. I heard the thing. It's like, oh, see, and I Yeah. And I thought like, oh, you're here. But then I was like, wait, that sounds like the other one. It doesn't sound like the front door one. So then I turn like really slow and the door just like swings open, like slow too. It wasn't like a sw- <laughs> like a gust of wind, like blew it open. No, it was slow. And I swear I had goosebumps like everywhere, the hair on my, like it was standing up. Like it was so scary. And I was like, Loaf, I'm so glad you were here to see it too. Because <laughs> nobody would have believed me. So was yeah, like, who's in head? that? Like, who's in the house? So like, come on, come on scary. out, you know. Never in my life had anything like that ever happened to me before. So what's going through your head while this is going on? Like, I I heard it, and I guess like in my head, uh, it was like, oh, Steve's here. So then it's like, then I look over and like the door's so closed and nobody's there. It's like, what the fuck? And I'm looking at the closet. I looked back at her and I looked back at the closet. Like, and I was like, "Like, where's the beef?" You know. <laughs> like, like. So, what was the conversation between you guys after? Like, I don't know. I don't I'm really scared. Just, I'm like, like, come here, sit next to me. Like, 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 who did that? Like, come so on, you know, like. This stuff doesn't really happen. Like, this isn't a movie. I don't think anybody else was home. I, I don't think so. I because all the lights were off over there. It was just like in the kitchen and in the dining room, and 
uh, as far as I know, nobody else was there. <laughs> nobody was nobody there. human anyway. <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "I don't want to watch these videos anymore." <laughs> I remember I did turn off the computer. Did you guys do like telling tubby shit or something? Like that? <laughs> Oh, Thomas the train engine? Is that what he is? Uh, I think so. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty fucking scary. But yeah, that, that's about the only time I've actually, you know, witnessed something. So nothing like uh, malicious as far as ghost stories goes? Nothing malicious towards you? Uh, nothing that I know of other than, you know, just, you know, sleep paralysis. Uh, oh, uh, when I think about that stuff, I think about the movie, The Entity. Oh, God. I don't think I ever saw it. Yeah. No. Oh, I remember that so movie. gross. I saw it when I was little. That's that traumatized me. I was pretty like... I was so scared. Like, why is she moving like that? <laughs> I remember just recently I saw the end titty. <laughs> I don't think that's the same thing, but it that's didn't... That's the first thing I think about, though, when I think about that scared. movie, was her boobs, because, like, the ghost was, like, molesting her. What? There's boobs in it? I'm down. Yeah. I'm watching this. Like, there's, like... The ghost or something, I don't know if it's following her in the house that she's living in, but, like, it starts molesting her and it, like, rapes her. And, like, there's a scene where, like, her boobs are, like, made out of clay. It's, like, claymation. And they, like, have dents in Sold. them. Like, Sold. Uh, remember Hollow Man? <laughs> yeah. The first one with Kevin yeah, yeah, Bacon? Yeah. You remember that scene? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I like Those, that. like, she's dents in her boobs. To make it seem like the ghost is like touching her breast. That's not how all boobs look. It was so weird. <laughs> Claymation um, titties. It was scary though. That scared the shit out of me. What was that one scene? I think it was like uh, they were in the kitchen. Something about pots and pans and then something got really loud all of a sudden. I just remember, like you said that, I just remember like kind of like the bright like lightning. Wasn't it like a toaster or like. In the kitchen, something yeah. happened in the kitchen. That's I do remember. She got that. beat up. Wasn't her son there too? That he was, was there? like one of the times. Yeah, because her son saw it like once or twice. Like he witnessed it. Yeah, I, I saw it when I was a kid. <laughs> I really don't remember. I just remember there were some like random scenes. Um, I remember like an interview with like the psychiatrist. Like mm-hmm. this, I like, talking to her. No, and it wasn't in the house. Remember, because they did like a. They uh, set up, like, a little set that kind of looked like her house to, like, catch the ghost or something like that. Do Did you they have her, like, in a... End? It was, like, a box or it looked like a little room, but it looked like her Didn't house. they have her, like, all covered up? Uh-huh. It was, um like, sensory deprivation. <laughs> it was, like, some kind of... Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it was. It, it was, like, some kind of a uh, an experiment. Some It wasn't a laboratory. It was just, like, she was lying down. Right? Wasn't she lying down like in a room? She was confined. They had Still her from eyes the entity? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. Seen this movie. I, haven't yeah. I forgot all about that, but yeah, you know, <laughs> like I guess they were doing some like uh, experiment, you know, to to see at what point the body would crack. Like if you can't feel, see, like it, just, it was just sensory deprivation. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what they did. That's before really it just kind of cracks. Have you guys ever done anything like that? Like sensory, uh, sen- you know, those, uh, those tanks. The sensory deprivation tanks. I don't know. It sounds interesting, though. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. They have one. The, the little pods or whatever. There's literally only, like, three around the world. One of them is in Santa Monica. I'm, uh, oh, really? Yeah, the guy's name is Crash. I'm down. To, man, I really want... I mean, obviously, he's, like, booked for, like, three months in advance. But I, I really want to do something like that. What yeah. is that? I'm down. Uh, they filled the uh, tank up with salt, a lot of salt water. So mm-hmm. you float on your own. Okay. Then it's like a noise canceling temper, and then it's complete darkness, and then it's because so basically it takes away all your senses where you don't have to use anything. 
Mm-hmm. And it has to do with, like, if your mind isn't concentrating on using your senses, it allows your mind to race, and you're kind of thinking about everything and nothing at the exact same time. It's really, really interesting. Oh, you know. said that right now, and I kind of got chills. A lot of people, oh. well, Rogan specifically, he gets high. He, you know, he smokes weed. He uh-huh. has his own tank at home. He gets high. He does, you know, he's, he's he does his thing, and then he goes... <laughs> So he'll do his thing, and then he'll get into the tank, and then he'll just, like, contemplate whatever the fuck, like, for, like, an hour or two. But, yeah. Oh, no, that would definitely make me paranoid. Well, aren't you, like, semi-claustrophobic? So, of course, it would. Yeah. (laughs) That would be freaking. All right, we're going to jump into a brand new segment, and uh, we're going to be taking some fan questions, live fan questions. Speaking of fans. (laughs) So, bear with us. All right, so our first fan question comes. Uh, no, cut, by the way, next time we do this, if you guys want, you can follow us on Facebook from on Snooze and Booze or on our own personal accounts under Luis Medell or Steve Medell. Uh, last name is spelled M-E-D-E-L. There's not many of us out there, <laughs> um, so I'm sure you can find us. Or on Instagram, same thing. Uh, you can find Loaf at Static and Television or, or the Instagram account, Snooze and Booze. That's spelled A-N-D. For and not the symbol that we usually use. Ampersand. And or you can find me under Steve Medell under uh, Steve Medell seventeen seventy five. Uh, first first question comes from Daryl. What came first, the chicken or the egg? What are your thoughts on this? Uh, actually, I just recently read that they concluded that the chicken, the chicken came first. It's scientifically impossible for the egg to have come first. I've I've, I've seen this about a year or two ago. The chicken were have would have had come. It, it was actually, uh, it's not possible for anything else but the chicken to have come first. Yeah, it, it's really, it's something about the protein that's yeah, the made protein the egg. Yeah, the protein that only, like, the chicken can produce. Yeah, know. it's not possible for, yeah, yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, like, oh, they they literally answered a rhetorical question, you know, like, oh. it, it was just funny to think about it. Babe, your thoughts? I still say the egg <laughs> I don't care what science says. <laughs> um, if we're not including sauces, I think eggs are more delicious. Uh, if we're including sauces, I think buffalo chicken ranch is the best. For you, sauces? Just like in, for tasting. Like uh, with no sauces, I, I love eggs. I love omelets. Oh, right, right. But if I'm including sauces, chicken bacon ranch is, um, I'm, you know, I'm on board. <laughs> what are your thoughts? It's been a while since I've had buttermilk because ranch is good. Ooh, I do remember. Pancakes? Pancakes are good. Ooh, you know, however this ends, we'll just go to IHOP after this. (laughs) There's always Sam's, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. All right, next question comes from Patricia Villarreal. Favorite movie and song slash quote slash line of all time? God damn. That's that's like four questions in one. (laughs) No, that's good. Or if you can't think of one. Uh, Well, well, ladies first slash special guests first. So favorite movie and song. And quote of all time. Oh, God. Favorite movie? I love... Oh, I'm sorry. Real quick. Uh, for the last... Thank you, Daryl. Daryl yes. uh, Brandon Thanks. slash Brandon for that question. Um, uh, appreciate the... Uh, you <laughs> give us non-denier. Uh, next one for from Patty. Go ahead. Favorite movie? Um, I love Splash. 
because I always wanted to be a mermaid. <laughs> and what was the other favorite song? Yeah. Wait, that's hard. Uh, favorite song that comes straight to mind. Um, straight uh, to your head. Yeah, I, I, that's the only way I can judge it. The first thing that came to my mind. Okay. Because um, there's so you can really literally make a list of know, both these seriously. all these questions. Yeah. Right now, the first thing that pops into my mind is um, I can't make you love me. Uh, huh. Bonnie, Bonnie, right? Are we Jepson? No. <laughs> no, no, the country singer, right? Yeah. Oh, Sounds like a country song. <laughs> <laughs> Just saw that. Lovey, how about you? Favorite movie slash... Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, favorite quote or line of all time. That's the third one. Uh, I don't know. Suffering is a blessing. That's my... I made that. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> Love. Shit. Um, favorite movie, Train Spotting. Mm. Then what's the next one? Favorite song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, favorite song. Uh, Born Slippy by Underworld from Train Spotting. That's a great one. That's a great one. This is a Daft Punk, right? No, uh, Underworld. Under, yeah, Underworld. Underworld. Yeah, 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 Underworld. You're right. It's either that then, or like uh, a whole barrage of Nine Inch Nails. Right, right. You can literally really go through like it all. Choose, man, Dude, there was this that's episode. That's the first of, thing they popped into my head. There's a recent episode of Rick and Morty I want to show you because the end song is uh, Hurt. And oh it, man, what'd you tell me? You should have just you should have just showed it. No, 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 it's not, it's still worth it. That's, okay. that's how good Sounds it is. Good, and good. it's it's uh dude, as we're watching the episode, it's just me and my kids, you know, me and like, Gwen and Tom, and like during the end, you know, the last five minutes of the episode, like uh, I think both of them, I don't know who said it first, but they're like, man, these episodes are getting dark. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, but awesome. Man. Okay, so favorite quote and line of all time. Oh shit. Quote, like, from a movie? I don't know. It just says quote or line of all time. So, whatever comes to mind. I'm a, I'm, I know mine's from a book. So. Uh, dang. Let's see. Quote. Uh, first thing that pops into my head is from um, uh, Kevin Spacey's character in Unusual Suspects. Hmm. He says, the greatest trick the devil, devil ever pulled, pulled is to convince the world that he didn't, didn't exist. exist. Yes. That's a good and meatball. That's five, a good one. That mine's is related, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then um, line, I guess it's from the Exorcism of Emily Rose, mm-hmm. where um, in her the letter, there's like this scene in the movie. I won't like you know get into it all. <laughs> you know that she writes the evening before her exorcism, mm-hmm. where she ends it with the quote from the Bible. It's a uh, if Philippians, I forget what you know what the verse was. Thirty-two, anyway, twelve. It was a. Uh, um, what? Uh, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Thirty-two, twelve. Philippians, thirty-two, twelve. This is actually second Philippians. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now I you're thought we were in the circle of trust. What's <laughs> <laughs> your favorite movie? <laughs> <sighs> Top of my head. God damn it! I gotta say, Life Aquatic with Steve mm-hmm. Zazu, mm. Wes Anderson film. And it's honestly on top of it, like everything just coming up, like, oh no, I could have say this, I could say that. That's the first thing that could be yeah, same. My that's head. what I did. And I it's really, re- you know, yeah, head. exactly. It's hard, to, it's hard pressed me to anything that either uh, equals it or tops it, you know, because I could say obviously Rushmore, which is damn, it's right there, you know, both by Wes Anderson, by the way. Okay, and your favorite song? Okay, you know what? I say Rushmore. Rushmore's favorite. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> whatever those two. Favorite song would have to be uh, either Dark Blue or Too Late, but both by No Doubt. Hmm. Yeah. And actually, it's tied with either It's Strange or Coma, both by Guns N' Roses. 
So it's a four-way tie. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't cheat. Uh, now, my favorite quote is from, it comes from... Dorian uh, Gay. No, I was going to say that one, and it's Dorian Gray, you oh. compass. Dorian. Fifty Shades of Dorian Gray. Oh. God damn you. God damn you to hell. Okay, no, it was, uh, it was actually, uh, it was pretty close. It was designed between Dorian Gray or John Milton, but it's between uh, uh, Paradise Lost. Uh, by John Milton, where the quote is, the mind is his own place, and in it one can make a heaven a hell, or a hell a heaven. Hmm. And the character is obviously Lucifer that says it, but it's written by John Milton, Paradise Lost, and it's one of my favorite. That lit- that quote alone literally changed my entire view of how I saw the world. Hmm. My entire view of everything, you know, justification. Hmm. Um, yep, so that's those three. That, thank you, Patty. Patty, be real for thank that Patty. question. That's yeah. A, that's a good one. Uh, this is uh, more of a question than a comment. Okay. <laughs> okay, Miss Gabrielle Perez. Just not really a question, but she said, talk about Matilda. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and I'll come back to that. And, my, my, and J. Juan Antonio Quadra just asked, if you could suck, I'm just reading this right now. You could suck your own dick, would you? And is it gay? Let me see what comes out of it. Sorry, no pun intended. <laughs> this is actually the uh, qua- okay. Quadra is a, a marine friend of mine, and we've had this conversation, this slash debate for years <clears throat> on the whole whether it's gay if you could suck your own dick or not. And we'll come back to that because I don't think it's gay. Uh, Gabrielle Perez, Matilda. Um, Literally, my daughter right now is reading Moby Dick and <laughs> by Herman Melville. By Herman Melville, absolutely right. And it was growing up for me. It was one of my favorite books, and uh, I bought it for Gwen. You know, I saw that Target for like two bucks, so I bought it for Gwen to see if she'd like it. Uh, I bought it for like two weeks ago, about a couple, like two days ago, or maybe like three <laughs> days ago. She's like, "Oh, Papa, by the way, I'm reading Moby Dick. It's pretty good. It's not as boring as I thought it would be." <laughs> like. Oh, Hey, I'll take that as a win, you know, it's like that. Um, but the, the reason I always, I remember when I grew up, the only reason I wanted to read Moby Dick was because I remember that, that scene in Matilda when Danny DeVito, when, you know, she goes to the library by herself, obviously, wait, wait, wait. and Danny DeVito, he's like, what is this? Where'd you get these books? Like, from the library. And he's like, what is this trash? And he's looking, and he's like, Moby, what? No, she's like, oh, Moby Dick. Yeah, Wait, Moby Dick by Herman Melville. No, no, she doesn't say that first. He's like, what is this, Moby Dick? Moby, what? She's like, it's Moby Dick by Herman Melville. It, uh, he's like, this is trash. She's like, it's not trash. It's, it's poetry. It's beautiful. <laughs> she's like, that. Nah. He's like, this is garbage. You know, and she like, he throws it in the garbage. <laughs> Anyways, that scene, like, I remember, that's what, I mean, I don't know how old, like 10 or 11, you know, and I'm like, oh, man, I got to read that book. Because I thought there was a big dick in it. No, I didn't. <laughs> I was so confused when I was 11. No, oh, man. I used to think Moby Dick was a venereal disease. <laughs> yeah, I bet it was. Sperm will. Huh? <laughs> Humpback will. Yes, sir. No, that kind of bullshit. What's yeah. up with these whales, man? But but I think Matilda, I think, is a must for any, like... Any parent slash kids going through, <clears throat> I think you have to watch Matilda. That's a, that's a standing. That's a, that's one of those movies you have. Sandlot, Matilda. You know those are the movies you Secret need to Garden. watch. I, I get. I don't know. I don't know. know. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can do it, Brucey. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> He's in the wedding singer. Oh, that Tommy said that. Too. Yeah. He's the wedding singer, Brucey from Matilda. 
He's the fat. Oh yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. unlosery kid. <laughs> May I have this dance? Okay, so back to quad is a really question. If you could suck your own dick, Lofi, I guess this is more for you. Because, like I said, I don't, you know, you're the only guy. If you could suck your own dick, would you? And would you consider it gay? Hmm. Damn. I'm not flexible. Like. But imagine, like, your breath smells see. like... Yeah, but would you? If you, if, you could, if, you, if you could, would you? <laughs> like, sweaty balls. Be like, man. Like... <laughs> I'd say that any girl that does that, like, she's taking one for the team. Because it's, uh, <clears throat> it's not always a pleasant situation down there, you know what I mean? Would you come in your mouth if you oh, could I... suck your No, hold on a second. First, let's get to the dick sucking part. Man. Would you consider that gay? Would you do it, and would you consider it gay? Hmm. Would you do it, first of all? Would you do it? Man. I don't know. It's, uh... I hundred percent would, <laughs> and I don't think it's gay ass at all. Because the way I, the way I would mm. argue for it is like, okay, if you put another man's dick in your hand and you jack him off, that's pretty gay. But if you if do it's your, your own, own dick, dick, it's not gay it's at all. It's the same thing, hundred percent. But it's just you, not somebody else. Exactly. So if you're mm. like, if if I'm arguing like, oh well, it's just like I'm not jacking him off. I'm jacking myself off. Oh, the well, Dutch rudder. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, I'm not eating. My, I'm not uh, sucking my own dick. I'm. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not sucking someone else's dick. I'm sucking my own dick. So whatever. To me, that's not gay. And I 100 percent would do it if I could. Yeah. So would you could you using... in a would you could you in a car? Would you could you in a car? Yeah, I would. I would do it anywhere. Hmm. Okay, so would you come in your mouth? I pro I probably would take a shot. Yeah, it's not gay to me. Yeah. I wouldn't swallow. I 100 would. You gotta draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Hey, come on. Hey. All over your face, everywhere. Oh, I do that on my face now because I don't have like proactive, or the what? yeah the um you know because for my face to clear. So I use sperm is really good for that. I don't know oh, if you guys knew that. Okay. Sperm and piss, ironically, is really good. It's all the ammonia, huh? I guess so for piss at least. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> people so before toothbrushes and toothpaste, people would um. So, uh, like rich hierarchy people would swi- uh, swiggle piss in their mouth because it would whiten your teeth. <clears throat> yes, absolutely. The ancient Greeks believe. they used to use a uh, urine to wash plates and you know. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. of the ammonia. Because the, the ammonia. Yeah, it, cl- it cleanses that kind of shit. Yeah. But how would they know that? Because someone. Cause I don't know. They're Greek. They invented <laughs> pretty much everything. Civilization yeah. Western civilization. Now, yeah. Western. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Lofi, same question. You haven't answered yet. Man, I don't would know. you and is it gay? See, because just just like you said it, you know, like you know, I handle my own equipment, mm-hmm. and it's like I don't think it's gay at all. It doesn't not. make me attracted to other men. It doesn't. Of course you know? not. I do have a nice looking dick, you know, but hey, that doesn't mean I like. It's other like guys it's self love, is what it is. <laughs> <It's really. laughs> How do you promote abstinence? Self love. <laughs> that's from uh, that's an old marriage children fucking thing. <laughs> So now, but, so you don't consider you wouldn't consider it gay. I don't think so. I don't either. I don't think yeah, so. I don't think so. Either. Would you do it? Would I, do I don't it? think so. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Hell yeah. I would. I'd divorce you the day I could reach my dick. I'd divorce Please, you. Please try some yoga. <laughs> yeah. <I'm just> <laughs> okay. So those those were our Facebook questions. We're moving on to our Instagram questions, and we only got two from this one. But uh, the first one comes from X C O S X. Um. <laughs> It's an old uh, old buddy of mine, uh, Marcos, Marcos Silva. Uh, he says, where could I listen 
uh, was just listening to the Joe Rogan and Brennan Schaub live stream. Uh, I'm a big fan of both of those guys, and they both have different podcasts. Joe Rogan has the JRE, Joe Rogan Experience. Brennan Schaub has the Fighter and the Kid podcast. And they do a lot of crossovers because it's kind of that same world, small world type thing. Mm. And uh, anyways, where we where you could listen if you want to listen to the Snooze and Booze podcast. I don't know why I'm answering this question because if you're listening, you're listening. But you could go to uh, the quickest way I guess is uh, either one of our Instagrams, uh, our our profile pic, our profile bio. We have the uh, Snooze and Booze Podomatic um, uh, website, and you can just listen Stream live, it right from the right from browser. the websites. Uh huh. Uh, easier way would probably be the download the Podomatic app. That's P O D O M A T I C. And then just search for Snooze and Booze and follow, and uh, you can find us there. Yeah, it's no biggie. And the next question comes from Terrible, T-E-R-R-O-B-L-E. And this is actually my buddy Keith. Uh, he's actually on episode 9 of this podcast uh, with um, with our guest Vu. It's a him, Vu. Uh, and he asks, would you rather take it in the ass from a dude in privacy of your own home or give it to a guy in public? And that's a really interesting, good <laughs> question. It's a great question. Would you would I rather take it in the ass in the privacy of my home or give it to another dude in public? <laughs> there's there's an aggressiveness nature in there. I, I, I do think Keith it's is... It's a very Scarlet Letterishness. Yeah, well, there's definitely like, uh, what would I be ashamed if I was the submissive? In the privacy of my home, or what I like or, something that you live with personally, yes. it would be like your own, yeah. Thing. But I'm a submissive, so is it more important for me to be submissive, or is it more important for me, for me to come seem gay to me in the public eye? But I'm the aggressor, you know, right. you're, you're so, the top, you're yeah. The top. So that's really what you're asking, you know, like how would you want to be seen as kind of gay but the aggressor in public, or stay you stay masculine but you mm. but it's only in private that you're submissive, you know. But if what if you gave people a context, like I'm not really gay, I'm just trying to prove a point. You know, I have like a sign up there, you know. Uh, I it's think it's performance art, just consider performance art. I think it's kind of the same thing, like how uh, guys in jail who aren't really gay but they're fucking other dudes, they're it's it's a more of a power move for them, you know. Mm. Oh, shit, man, I think honestly, because of based on that, I think I'd have to go on the whole public, I'd have to give it to a dude in public for me more than <laughs> that would be the lesser of two evils. I think so. so, like, yeah. it's I guess it's more opinion, uh, just uh, perspective or opinion. On like, uh, could you wear masks? Like, they didn't dictate. They didn't say, but. <laughs> but that would defeat the purpose. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know, man. Like, I guess, I think I would give it to you, and and that'd be like limp. And I'm like, see, I'm not hard all the way. No, I'd rather you do it at home. You'd rather me be submissive. Yes. But and only because you're in your house and nobody else is. No, but it. for you, it's more of an embarrassment thing. Not necessarily a sub. I wouldn't be embarrassed. You well, subconsciously, you probably would think less of me because now I'm getting submitted. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm subconsciously, not consciously. That's why you said no. But you would think of me like, oh my god, I can't believe my guy just got fucked. And you're kind of it, no, you're saying subconsciously, not consciously. No. Uh, oh my god. It's like this animal human nature type. I think so. I think it's more psych. I, I get what you're saying. I think it's more psychological and more like instinctive. Like, uh, oh, my, uh, you're viewing someone who just literally got taken over and was completely, like, submitted I by I would something. see you the same way if you were getting it or if you were giving it. No, you, you wouldn't. Because it's not possible to see the same way. I mean, you're saying that now, but you're really, it's, it's not they psychologically. Do it. No, no, it has nothing to do with that. It's not psychologically to see something the same way as someone who's receiving and someone who's giving. Or, you know, that kind of thing. Whether it's in public or private at all. 
but how come like when people cheat mm-hmm. the women still blame the 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 lady that, women get mad oh, at oh, that's a whole yeah, different th- that is a different that's a completely thing. different thing than what we're talking about what do you <laughs> I don't even know how to okay. come to that what are you talking about when people cheat think what do you mean no, I'm just I'm too high no no <laughs> no what do you what do you mean by that like why do people still see women what do you mean no, because you're saying, like, people see the, the giver, like, more aggressive than the receiver. People see the, yeah, the, the giver is the more aggressive type, yeah. Uh-huh. So, no, I was just asking about that. But what were the, what was the cheating reference to? I don't even remember. Oh, my God, babe. Um, no, um. <clears throat> save us. That, uh, maybe, like, um. She's like, I don't know, maybe, what's the word? I wouldn't say, like, straying him away, but maybe, uh, can't think of the word. I know there's a word for you think, it. Do you think people look at uh, women more negative, even though they're... The cheating women? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. the women that are being cheated with? Mm-hmm. Like, the mistress, yeah, you mean? Yeah, like Okay. But see, I, I think that's just based on people being unintelligent or just being dumbasses about it. Mm-hmm. Like, the way I look at it is if, like, okay, so let's say you and we're in a relationship. I'm just using this as an example because we're here, but let's say you cheat on me. Mm-hmm. Am I going to look at the dude like, how could you, man? Like, and then kick his mm-hmm. ass? You know, that can, it, unless he's right and directly in front of me, I might, but it, it, it's not his fault. I know specifically you're the one that did wrong. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, um, like, if I'm the one that's cheating. Are you looking at that girl like, oh, this fucking slut homewrecker? Yes. You are, but you shouldn't be. <laughs> you should be looking at me because I'm the one that fucked up, not her. You know, her choices for her sleeping with me doesn't affect the fact that I'm the one that wronged you. You know what I mean? But I think I'd be more likely to forgive you if you were the one taking it than if you were the one giving it. Oh, so we're, are we back to this is complete, so like, you're jumping uh, all over the place. Uh, are we back to reversal? Yeah. Are we back to the okay. whole thingy? Are, but are we back to the whole? Yeah. Um, so now I'm taking the ass. So yeah. you wouldn't forgive me if I was the one giving it because I'm yeah. the one initiating it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that's it's really the same thing with what we we're talking about cheating. You're talking about someone getting raped or me willingly taking it the ass. No. no, no, you really are. Because if I'm raping someone or if I'm getting raped, no. it's I, I, if you got raped, <laughs> if you got raped, obviously I'm going to forgive you, quote unquote, as opposed to if you willingly did something with somebody. <laughs> I'm not saying if you were raped. What are you saying then? Just saying, like, if you, like, willingly were, like, the submissive, uh-huh. I'd be more likely to forgive you than if you were the one. But like, like it's it. out of my control, like it's out of my hands. No, I don't know. I just hmm. like I'm getting raped. <laughs> no, because it's consensual. Like rape isn't even like, a thing, right? Because you'd be more dominant, like on the top. Like I don't know. I would just think like, oh, he, yeah, like, I guess, yeah. Oh, like he wants to do it. It's yeah. not like he's forced to do it. He wants to do it. Yeah, but you're really only thinking of that like right now. You're not really thinking of it subconsciously or psychologically. Why? Because in your head, you're gonna you're going to lose respect for me. That's just the way it is. You're not gonna see, cause, like, like as far as psychology goes, you're gonna want your your champion, quote unquote. And if you see me doing that kind of thing, you're not gonna you're not gonna see me in the same way. 
Yeah, man. It, it, it's, the, it's an animal nature thing. It it's is. like the yeah. alpha kind of exactly. taken down from their... It, it really, really is something like that. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And um, I don't know, like I said, but but right off the top of the head, without the subconscious, mm-hmm. but into it, you would want to see me take it up the ass, then give it in the ass? Yes. Okay. 100% not coming to you for advice ever on anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just that mentality. Honey, how should I take it? Yeah, <clears throat> definitely not. <laughs> uh, Loaf, uh, to move all the way from my topic, uh, the same question, I guess. Uh, one more time, run it by me. Oh, so... would you rather <laughs> publicly give it to somebody or privately take it from somebody? Uh, I'd probably have to go public. Mm. Just because of, you know, just the living with that, I don't know. Established dominance, be... yeah. Would it be like shame or I mean in this dehumanized age, or it's demas- not a big deal in this what age? What if you wanted it? So you're talking about it as rape too, then? No, well that's a whole different thing. We don't have that mentality. If I did want, if I was bisexual, or if I did get pleasure from it, then I it wouldn't matter either way. It would, depends what I, it, it depends if I got more pleasure from receiving it or taking it because pleasure is not a factor. But how do you know then? Have you ever done it? No, no, but pleasure is not a factor right now. Now we're can look, we're looking at it like how I want people to perceive me or how I want to perceive myself. Right. That's what the factors are right now. If I was bisexual or if I was gay, pleasure would be a factor, but it's not right now because I can't put but myself in that situation. But why would you want to do it at home? Nobody knows. You're the only one that knows. Oh, but living with something, it's yeah, a lot. Is. Yeah, living with that kind of mental or that feel for you, it weighs a heavy heart. Like, like a like. As a heterosexual male, yeah, it would be a thing. Yeah, I think so too. For you me, know. myself, that's why I'm choosing the public, the public uh, aggressiveness. Yeah. So, yeah, like I'd have to go public. I th- yeah. That I think just so. seems weird. Well, because you're not a male, like you're not in aggre- you're not in that mentality. You're not. Yeah. Try to see. Try to be objective about. It. I guess. You guess that's your objective <laughs> point of <Yeah>. view. <laughs> okay. Completely biased. You have no. <laughs> This was fun. This was fun, guys. Uh, we're about hitting the two-part mark, mark. I want to thank everybody for actually asking questions because I was worried. Like, hey, was Mark, are we going to get anything? <laughs> this was a good set. Hopefully, if you got, you know, we're going to keep doing it. Um, towards the end of that, every episode, we're going to see whatever fan questions or questions you guys want to ask, and we'll try to answer them, and we'll jump off to other topics. Uh, but this, uh, I, I really, this was probably our first official episode with the kind of the new studio feel to this. Oh, yeah, man. Thing. I really, really enjoyed it, man. I, I It feels more like we're doing something, you know, as opposed to just <laughs> a bunch of jackasses getting drunk, you know, talking. Right, right, Which right. is pretty much what we're coming off as. Yeah, that was a plan. <laughs> Definitely but, was a plan. But in my head, in, in this uh, makeshift studio, I feel like, um, it feels good. I, I like I like the look and feel of the of the new um, Snooze and Booze era type thing. <laughs> uh, Jackie, thank you very much for coming on as an episode. Anything you want to say last minute? Anything? Um, thanks everybody. I'm sorry if I sound dumb. No, I do think that. I, don't I like good, everybody. Good. And I don't mean to offend anybody in case I do. <laughs> oh, that was okay. the early episodes. You came, <laughs> Jackie came, this is a reference to her coming off racist as fuck. <laughs> this is disclaimer. <laughs> but I'm really nice. I no, really she's, am. you're the sweetest girl. Everyone knows. I know, everyone knows that. <laughs> uh, love anything last minute you want to add to this? Oh, man, uh, we were all over the place there. A little uh, bit, yeah. It was a good one. It Sorry. was a good one. That was a good one. I liked it. I hope everybody at home liked it. Like I said, we'll be back, and uh, I hope this becomes a regular thing. If you guys have any questions and you guys are constant listeners, please, by all means, ask us whatever, whenever. We'll try to answer it as, uh, yeah. as honestly as we can. Yeah, there's nothing taboo on here. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Work around it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, guys, this has been Snooze and Booze. I am Steve, and I catch you on the flip side. And I am Loaf, and keep your glass full. Okay. <laughs> Hold up. We're gonna, I got it. I got it. We're going to repeat that one, <laughs> one more <Take> time. <laughs> okay. Uh, I am Steve, and I catch you on the flip side. And I am Loaf, and keep your glass full. <laughs>